0: takes boldness to build a city, but for Motown's founder, being self-assured meant his downfall. The hubris of man is a dangerous thing, but not as dangerous as a demonic force that must be appeased to keep it from wreaking havoc to all those it encounters. Detroiters know to beware this devilish creature, and if not, the consequences can be severe. This week's episode is The Nain Rouge. Uh
1: I would like to petition Tim Robinson to do a (laughs) um, to bring Detroiters back and have the Nain Rouge be a guest star or just wrote I think write
0: and I think you should leave sketch for it. And for such a Detroitish topic, I'm surprised it wasn't addressed at all in, in any of his media, whether it's Detroiters or Sketches on I Think You Should Leave. it. I mean, it has its own movie, which we will discuss in the episode. <laughs> but uh, I think the character or the actor is already chosen. It's the guy that runs around to all the bookstores, dressed up as the sexy, he's yes. dressed as this sexy devil in like a sexy smoking jacket. You could make something out of that. You know what? Tim Robertson sure. will write it. You just be a part of it. I... Tim
1: Robinson should play the name roach. <laughs> Even
0: better. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes.
1: I can and it's fantastic in my head. So I would love to see it come to life.
0: And then we can have Sam Richardson play Cadillac who yes, gets, yes, who gets into a fight and they're beefing. Why Gosh. does this movie not exist already?
1: We've written so many and by written I mean come up with so many wonderful screenplay ideas over the past week. We're just ideating You're on fire. We're ideating. Somebody We're give uh... us a show. Give us a show to just pitch shows. And then somebody else makes the shows. <laughs> we That's would be it. great at that.
0: <laughs> We come up with the idea, someone else just writes mm-hmm. it, uh, but we get to make all the decisions on it. I, that sounds like a blast.
1: That's my well, dream. Yeah. This right character there. is
0: rife for any for the show that we covered here, just reading about him, learning about him. And now we have a new bucket list, which is to go in March to Detroit and participate in the Marche du Nain Rouge, uh, which is the big parade, because it seems like it's a hoot. And after the show, we met a real life Ghostbuster. That's true. Who They said they went out and they helped fight the name rouge. So first of all, I need to join a Ghostbusters crew. (laughs) Why aren't you already in one? I I do have. I'm not even gonna lie. Look what's on this. It says Ghostbusters paranormal investigator. It's a second badge. Who gave you a second badge? (laughs) I bought this at the Spirit Halloween store. But this might have been before George Brown gave me my Judge Christie bailiff badge. But now I have two badges. I got to wear two badges. You got to get a denim jacket so you can pin
1: all these things on your
0: on your jacket. Done and done. And I get my name across the back. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be uh, great. I'll have to do it. But this was such a fun time in Detroit, and we got to have some Detroit style pizza. Always good. And we, the most Detroit of all, we ate it. At Guy Fieri's Flavor Town Kitchen. <laughs>
1: That was an experience. It was an experience. Uh, I can't recall what I got. I want to say it was a sandwich of sorts.
0: You got a sandwich, and the fries have donkey sauce, so you get some dip and sitch. I will not lie. Some donkeys.
1: The meat of donkeys blended
0: (laughs) and poured on some fries. (laughs) You know, like they have duck fat fries, they have donkey sauce Mm -hmm, fries. mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I, this is so dumb and very stupid, but I took the sticker off of the to-go bag and I put it on my planner. <laughs> I love it. So I have a Guy Fieri sticker now. And because I, I did get a Detroit sticker. It's like smaller because I've been, you know, getting stickers we mm-hmm. both have. But this one is the Guy Fieri Flavortown Kitchen. That so one you I, can't buy. You got to Well, you can, but you got to order the food to get it. So I ate a lot of donkey sauce to get that <laughs> sticker. I'm not giving it up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had that. And then I was very pleased. We had several listeners reach out and say, there's a... Detroit-style gluten-free pizza. So we were able to get that uh, delivered to the hotel, which was fantastic. So overall, a great time. I wish we would have had more time in Detroit because it's where my old man was born. So he lived there till he was 12. So it was cool to be in his hometown. That's right. He was born there and how did he grow up there? Did he go to high school there? I can't remember. He spent until he was 12. They moved that's to right. Tennessee when he was 12 and so from 12 on up he was a, That's where my the rest of my family now lives in Tennessee in the east in my Your Hill people. Hill, my health Hill people. Yes, yes you're from all over. So well, yeah, that's... so we've we've got a foot in it, but he grew up right by Motown, so it was really cool to be <gasps> nice. in that city and hear his stories of growing up and, like, putting a location with all of his mm-hmm. stories that he used to tell and had some great coffee at a little coffee shop, and uh, it's a great place. I, it I was. Always, we both love Detroiters, so I think it was very thrilling to be in a place that, I was like, it's just like the TV show. Is more sure. crim on TV? I want to get some burners. I never did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish we had had more time there. Hopefully we go back and we do, because I'd love to see the uh, Motown Museum and Go to some more places. I definitely want to go back in March. The um, manager of the venue where we performed, The Majestic, had been to the parade. And she was like, it's so much fun. So definitely want to go back for that. And I am a Nain Rouge stan. I know oh, yeah. a lot of people think he's a harbinger of, of doom. But I think we're flip, they're, they're flipping the narrative to make it be a more of a positive thing now and get away from more of the negative stuff.
0: And I think he isn't really a harbinger. Like, he was for a long time. And like you said, we're flipping the script. And if you reframe him, as a lot of people have, and there's two camps, there's the anti-Nain Rouge and the pro-Nain Rouge camp. But when you reframe it, I love the concept that it's this mascot of Detroit and that's been there and seen the city through all of its ups and downs and turmoil. And it's not really—it's like you can't blame Pete Delkus, our local Texas weatherman— For a tornado, if he tells you, hey, a tornado is going to come, you can't be like, Pete Delkis made the tornado happen. It's like he was warning. I think the Nain Rouge is like the the meteorological kind of a figure who's (laughs) not really weather, but maybe situations that happen in the city. But Mm -hmm. I do think he's very much a badass character. And I love that a city has – and this we had never heard of until our Patreon members had told us about it. And so I think that – when you find something that's very local and centric that no one else would really talk about Mm -hmm. and that we can, you know, dig into and, like, we've never heard of it because we're not from there. I love that. And the same thing we learned with Tampa is coming up. That's true. And even
1: though locals were at the show a lot, hadn't heard of him. So I love when we find out about a local thing and then we teach locals about their local thing. And then they're like, man, I never even knew about this. We, in Chicago, even we, we were just there and did two different local topics and both nights people were like, I grew up here. I'd never heard of this guy. So that's always fun. And we love touring the cities and getting to learn more. We've gotten to do so much good traveling lately. So it's very fun, very cool. We have so many t-shirts from so many cities and (laughs) stickers. stickers. That's become our thing, t-shirts and stickers. Well, we'll have to go back. And everyone at the Majestic was so nice. Um, It was a very cool spot. It would be really cool to see
0: uh, live music there. Yeah, we should have. I mean, we could have taken the opportunity to crowd surf because they asked (laughs) us beforehand if there would be crowd surfing or any other type of uh, moshing.
1: We, We did... Feel very special because we had a security guard, our own private security guard. And beforehand, he asked, is there anything I need to know about y'all's fans? And we're like, they get wild. You might get some panties thrown at you. They'll probably try and get on stage. And he said, really? And we said, no. They'll probably just sit there and laugh and be very respectful the whole time.
0: They'll get up and get a drink from the bar and then sit down (laughs) quietly
1: afterwards. But it was nice to know. If the situation arose where we needed him to step in, he could have. We said, listen, this is going to be the easiest job you've ever had. So just sit back, relax, and don't worry about it.
0: And we hope you enjoy the topic of the Nain Rouge.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was great. So um, it was a lot of fun. We can't wait to go back. And in the meantime, we will pitch to Tim Robinson this new idea for um, whatever he wants to do with it. He's a creative genius. So whatever he and
0: his best friend Sam want to do, go for it. They'll be able to do it. And if you want to see us in Tampa and Orlando next week, we'll be there. We're covering, again, two local topics. And mm-hmm. one of them, we just spoke with a reporter from the Tampa Bay Times who was very thrilled because her husband is a local. And she said, I didn't think anybody knew about this. I wrote this article about it. And we had read her article and we we're very stoked about this kind of, again, this weird idiosyncratic topic that uh just... If we're excited about it, we think the crowds get excited about it. And then, of course, y'all will eventually hear about it once we uh, put it up on the feed. But head to Tampa and you can be part of it. Same with Orlando. Orlando,
1: I won't give away what we're doing, but it does involve us going to another psychic. (laughs) We're going to we're making up for the mishap in Salem and we're going to go to another psychic.
0: I can't believe that we went to the one psychic that the listener emailed and said whatever you do don't go to her she's a fraud and that's actually who we went to. Mm-hmm. Of well, course of course it is. Of course it was. She had the best looking studio from afar. Yeah, from afar and then from you get inside and you're like what fresh hell. <laughs>
1: well, we hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoyed doing it and if you were from Detroit and you were there thanks so much. You were a wonderful audience and if not, we hope to see you at a future show.
0: Hey. Well. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. Thank you. Thank y'all for coming out. Tonight. How's everyone doing? Hello, hello. Oh, such it's such so a good looking crowd. It's so good to see y'all. We were nervous the name Rouge got us back there. <laughs>
1: Nain Rouge is playing with the sound booth and some say that he um is a
0: harbinger of doom so hopefully this show goes okay. My problem is I know we know we did the research you have to appease him so we did not properly say bless you Nain Rouge thank you Please watch over us. I don't think that's how it works. He wants flattery. That's right. You're hot. I've seen you on the news. You look great. 10 out of 10 would do. Yes. Um, Is it a guy in a Nain Rouge costume? I don't care. Probably still would do. (laughs) Would you get red makeup all over yourself? For sure. yes. Yes. Still would do. 100%. But would there be a pitchfork? Probably so. (laughs) get a little poke at the fun. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, We have been hanging out in your wonderful city today. Just drove over from Canada. We're back in America. We were in another
1: country this morning.
0: Wild. Woke up in another country, drove through a tunnel underground. There's a line in the tunnel that's just like, you're here now. You're in America now. So we're back. And uh, first thing, get to the hotel, order Buddy's Pizza. Yep. (laughs) We did. How to get that Detroit style. Had several recommendations yes. from you all, so thank you so much. It was very yummy. Oh, yeah. I had to stop myself at eight, because they close at eight. So we were like, we'll get it yeah. after the show. We're like, no, we got to get it before. But I didn't want to be up here, like, you know, food combing, falling asleep, so I only ate half of it. So after this, I'm going to get my pizza on. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a microwave, so I'm going to go cold. I'm going in cold with going Buddy's cold. Pizza. cold. What else did we do? We, we saw here. the Joe Exotic Stadium where there's yeah, 10, that's what we're tigers. calling your stadium. <laughs> <laughs> your stadium
1: is so, so many tigers, too so many tigers. It's really. so
0: fucking intimidating.
1: How are you supposed to even check your ticket and go? I lost in? count at 17, and then yes. we were like, there's at some point. Too many, you lose the effect. So we were like, there should be like two big ones flanking the entrance and then a few tiny ones. But there was like six giant ones ones. in different poses, like (laughs) pawing at things or vicious.
0: Yeah. Do you think when they built it, they gave them the option? They go like, okay, listen, we have the budget for one giant one, like a mouth you walk in, Aladdin style. (laughs) Or a bunch all around and someone was like a bunch all around a bunch all around (laughs) I'm gonna go it's like would you rather fight the duck sized horse or the horse sized duck (laughs) do you want a stadium sized tiger or a stadium filled with tigers and I always say I would rather fight the tiny
1: ones? I would rather fight the big one.
0: Oh, the one big one. Yes. Versus all the small ones. Um, one-on-one. Is, I think <laughs> you're always fight. at an
1: advantage over a bunch of tiny ones. You think that's a
0: fair fight? <laughs> <laughs> it might not be fair, but I feel like I have a better <laughs> shot. Are you going <laughs> tiny? I think so. I think you could, uh, you know, kind of run through the mix oh, of tiny. Oh. Okay. I assume we're talking about d- duck-sized horses, but or I don't horse, know. Or one horse-sized duck. Yes. I would rather fight that. yeah. yeah. That's a lot. That's a also, big
1: Also, fight? Nay, be friends. <laughs> I would
0: become friends with the giants. This stuff. is like you and the crows in the neighborhood. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, Heather has a crow problem. She other texted me that she goes, "Come get your friends." said so my They're neighborhood in the front
0: yard—it's lousy with crows. They're everywhere.
1: <laughs> they are uh, wonderful and
0: very smart and help the environment. So you're welcome. The crows started when we did the Hannah Crane episode and started talking about how certain times small woodland creatures can be attracted to witches and apparently it turns out i'm i don't know i guess i have the power in me the hannah cranna in me you do i'll tell you what i also have in me is detroit my dad was born here in detroit he was. and grew up <laughs> two miles from here so if he if my old man was the son of detroit i'm a granddaughter of detroit he She's lived here until de- he was like i don't know 12 13 you know your formative years couple so. miles from here right oh yeah he used to tell stories about hanging out on the the steps of motown when they would record in there and then he's like you know, you're, you're a parent and you sort of story starts to get away from you. And he's like, yeah, then we'd go down the train tunnels. We'd throw Molotov cocktails down there. I was like, what's a a Molotov what? And he was like, oh no, oh no. I have to tell you what that is now. He's like, I'll tell you, but you can never make one. And I was like, no promises. Uh, And then we'd just go like, yeah, we would get on the train and go to Canada. And I, as a kid thought that's so far. And then today, just one exit. And here we are. So now moments away it's wild yeah in texas you can drive for days and still be in the same
1: state yeah. so the fact that we were in like two different states in a country within an hour and a half yesterday it's magical it's truly yeah. magical it's it's wild and yeah.
0: yeah we've had such a good time we have and this everyone's topic, super nice this topic is super fun such a good topic. is casey whitaker here Ah!
1: She suggested this. So thank you, Casey. Thank you. Front row, too. I love it. Yes. Um I think you guys are scared of this guy, but we can save it for what so what do we think? But I'm a fan. I'm
0: just going to go into it with I am a fan I of the told name. You, straight up. Mm-hmm. I was If you watched that interview with him, he's in the children's book and I was like Children's book. This is a book for everyone mm. about the life of the name Rouge. So because okay, so you there. were attracted to him. Listen, I can't help what I'm into. Okay. <laughs> he was wearing a suit. He was very debonair. He's a bad boy. This is how I get my soul sold to the devil.
1: <laughs> so I was like, Voluntary c- with consent. <laughs> like you David. sell your soul to 100%. the devil. Is how it happens? <laughs> Not even.
0: It just takes a good looking smile and I'm done. So. <laughs> well, uh, we got a lot to talk about. So I'm
1: Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. You got. Guys- The Motor City, Motown, The D, Hometown of Eminem, Kristen Bell, and Tom Selleck, not to mention Aretha, Madonna, Diana Ross, and ICP. Scream if you're a juggalo! (laughs) (laughs) Whoop whoop! The cult classic show, Detroiters, by Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson, introduced comedy fans to some of the city's most beloved treasures, like Mort Krim, Werner's, and the London Chop House. Hitsville, USA has cranked out talented people in classic American cars, but it is also home to a red demon with a mean streak, who can only be kept at bay with flattery, and whose presence often portends
0: misery. I started rewatching some Detroiters clips today. So good. It's a shame. Round of applause for Detroiters. Detroiters. It's, it's
1: one of the best shows that's come out in the past decade. And Detroit so truly
0: is like the third cast member on that. It just, it, yeah. I, it made me want to come here ever since watching that show. And of course, my dad being from here. Uh, but man, I have not had Verners yet, and I got to get some. Mm. Got to get some. He's like, I got to get Verners. My guts are going nuts. I was like, <laughs> my guts are always going nuts. <laughs> I relate
1: to um, that I can be kept at bay with flattery. Same. And
0: sometimes I portend misery. <laughs> but if you give me a compliment, I'll go away. <laughs> that's all it takes. You know me. I have to have my words of affirmation. A lot, yeah. So does the name Rouge, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. According to Legends of Le Detroit... The Nain Rouge was the demon of the strait, and in the old traditions it is described as a most malignant if offended, but capable of being appeased by flattery. Meaning Red Dwarf in French.
1: And yes, Heather is gonna be doing a French accent for about forty percent of the oh, show. Man. Just heads up. And Leanne goes, Do you wanna pull up some YouTube videos? And Heather said, Nope. I'm going in blind, baby. Going in raw. We're doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Nain Rouge supposedly migrated to Detroit from Normandy, France, according to Michigan Legends by Cheryl James. The Nain Rouge has also been called the demon of the city streets and the harbinger of doom. <laughs> but despite the harsh monikers, this red creature with glowing red eyes and sharp teeth was integral in the life of the city's
0: founder. Uh, I love that the Nain Rouge lived in Normandy, France, and was like, nope, this is not my home. I'm going to find my home. And it's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I love it. It was like, I smell that pizza. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get some burners. I'm tired of french fries. <laughs> that was an American thing, though, was, I think. Yeah, I think french yeah. fries are straight up. I am tired of crepes. That <laughs> no is no also. Crepes. I sound like a German. I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm ready. I'm ready on deck. (laughs) Born in 1661 in the city of Toulouse in southern France, Antoine Cadillac is considered the founder of the city of Detroit. A military man, Cadillac joined the ranks at the young age of 21 and rose up in both Europe and across the pond in modern-day North America. Called the
0: most efficient and energetic officer.
1: By his commanders, Cadillac was diplomatic and fair. For his dedication and service, he was awarded tracts of land in New France, an area that comprised parts of Canada and much of the Great Lakes region.
0: We're gonna see a, a remarkable shift when he leaves the service and joins the private sector. Cadillac is such a baller name. It's though. so good. Well, back then it was just Cadillac, and now it's like the the Cadillac of names. Mm-hmm. Were Cadillacs, is he part of that? No, I think they just used the name because it was here. And he was the founder of the city. Oh! Yeah. He did, he, because he, the car was made here. You know, it was 1701. They were, that was a little uh, beyond the horizon that they were looking at.
1: I think, I think it's, I mean, I, he's not problematic. Uh, isn't everybody from the 1700s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah. All men from the 1700s are problematic. I don't think that any. Is true. Nobody gets a free pass. <laughs> On March 10th, 1701, Cadillac sat among some French elite in Quebec at a glamorous dentist party. The drinks flowed along with the conversation until one of the hosts was taken aside by a servant. The young porter whispered in the host's ear and elicited a chuckle from the nobleman, Amused, he turned to his guest and announced
0: Monceau's an old French teller Fortune teller craves to enter Shall I bid her do so? That turned, it's not French anymore We're not French What, what are we now? I don't know, we went We went well, off the rails uh,
1: YouTube videos were suggested to you earlier And you <laughs> said no so I'll get it back, we'll get it back We're good, it's alright, here's your other chance The guest cheered Oui, Monceau That was better I'm sorry if anyone in here is French. <laughs> Not because you're French, because we're bastards. Congratulations, Congratulations for your being accent, French, but sorry in advance. The guests cheered, oui, monsieur, and prepared for her entrance. Suspicious, one of the guests suggested they all swap places just in case the psychic had gotten any tips from any of the house staff. With spot swapped, the fortune teller entered. According to legends of
0: Le Detroit, so strange, so bizarre was her appearance that a murmur of surprise greeted her.
1: So far, this sounds like any
0: dinner party that we would throw. It sounds amazing. We're like <laughs> okay, but the fortune tellers here, everybody, should we let her in? And all of our friends would be like, yes. Yeah. No one would say, well, I think a couple of our friends might say let's swap places just in case, just to test it, mm-hmm. just to test out and see if they've been eavesdropping or if they're like the person in the third seat from the, you know, like... I feel like you would do that. Oh, yeah, you gotta, it's like... Uh, you make it difficult for them. The, what do you call it, three-card Monty mm-hmm. on the street, you gotta mm-hmm. switch them up. Mm-hmm. That's
1: also sleight of hand.
0: Magic. Well,
1: magic, yeah.
0: If I can't do something... Sorry if
1: you're a magician. <laughs>
0: We're making a lot of apologies if I can't do
1: something it's magic so that's it's true. very magical I mean I can't do three card money, so it mm. is it's a magic trick Exactly. I don't know if it's legitimate magic do you have
0: a wand is that the the baseline If something the magician's guild is to come along and say we're going to decide <laughs> this is legitimate magic first we need to see your wand I don't know Hopefully I don't this- know what they that's an interesting question the Magic Castle is in Los Angeles. I just drove by it. Yeah, and it's just all a fact. That's so the Magic well, that's Castle. That's where the Magicians Guild is. I think. Yeah,
1: they, and you have to have a membership to get in there. Neil Patrick Harris. He got in. He's a member.
0: Well, he he's, showed him. He showed he him is his wand. Horny so. for magic. Oh,
1: is he? Neil Patrick Harris loves magic. <laughs> like it's. Uh, a known fact, Heather. His he, autobiography is called Horny for Magic, the Neil Patrick Harris story. He's developed, like, several board games that are all about, like, riddles and stuff. I have one of them.
0: It's fantastic. Nothing more magical than growing up a boy doctor. Yes. Yeah. And, and then remaining. becoming
1: a so famous. Uh,
0: playboy on, um, in the
1: city. That's right. And not the, what, how, what That's the elevator so pitch of uh, How I Met Your Mother is. How I Met Your Mother Playboy in the city. <laughs> The guests cheered We oui, Monsieur We already said I oh, said did Monsore. Oui. To... My bad. When prompted for her name,
0: the woman said Ze call me Mère Monique La Sorciere." In addition to her glittering eyes and strangely fashioned garments, the
1: guests were all taken with the black cat she had perched on her shoulder. As she read palm after palm, the cat remained planted beside the woman's face. Any time the sorcerers would pause in her reading, the cat would lean over and lick her ear. Then she would continue, according to legends of Lay
0: Detroit. The more superstitious guests thought it was the devil giving her information.
1: We have neglected to introduce our son. That a listener gave us was it in Cleveland? In Col- Columbus. Uh, Columbus. The very the first night. night of the tour. This is baby, <laughs> and baby. Is a baby Mothman, um, and he was given to us, and now he travels with us. He's sitting up by a giant—it's uh, a binder it, clip. It's a binder clip, yeah. But he's getting better at holding his head up on his own, so pretty soon he'll be he's, doing it by he's himself. He's right on track for his. He's now our little tour mascot. He's our baby. He's very and
0: sweet. This was not a baby Mothman on this woman's shoulder, but I love the baller move of just walking. First of all. First of all, you knock on a door and you're like, "You guys need a fortune teller." <laughs> and second of all, you're like, "This cat's coming in with me, by the way, and it sits right here, so it's non-negotiable." Mm-hmm. You want me to read your fortune? Package deal. It's a two for one. I'm not coming in
1: unless my cat can come in. If you're allergic, sorry. Tough, tough luck. Also, a survival of licking, the fittest.
0: The licking of a cat is so. Sandpaper mm-hmm. In the ear. And it, loud. Oh, it's so loud. It had to have been given her. It's whispering. There's yeah. no way. Because if the cat's licking you in the ear, you're just like, blah. <sighs> unless, so nice.
1: unless that's your thing. Like that documentary we saw
0: last night.
1: Do you remember the woman and her dog? Oh, God. What were we watching?
0: Well, we were watching uh, YouTube. Which, you can just get anything on YouTube, let me tell you what, <laughs> if you hadn't done that. And we were watching a... Was it All Breaks No Gas or, or Channel All Gas, 5 All no Breaks No Gas or Channel 5. One of those where they go around and interview folks, and this lady was talking about that she was a tantric orgasm expert, but she had a poodle with her, and then she just would go... <laughs> I just had an orgasm just now. And I was like, we've all done that lady.
1: We all try to pull that. Okay. Yeah. We've all had an orgasm right go, now. Uh, uh,
0: uh. Anyway, um, that was just FYI. That was an orgasm. Uh, <laughs> but she had a tiny dog with her. And then she was like, my love that the dog is also my orgasm pal. And we we're like, no, let that dog go. <laughs> I shouldn't nev- none, none of these words should ever be said. Nah. Together. Mm-mm. Not all together. Absolutely not. Well, that dog was licking her in the mouth, but yeah. he looked like an angel. And not a dog, the dog
1: also had a thousand yard stare. It was like, (laughs) Get me fucking out of here And no one could Whether it was the devil feeding her information Or just a cat
0: It was effective Guests let out whisperings of amazement As at times her knowledge Seemed almost supernatural When she approached the Bold and energetic Monsieur Cadillac He challenged the old witch mère, See what you can tell me for the future I cannot for the past he's uh he's starting to get bold yeah this yeah is step one of his boldness you know the first person you know him get bold with
1: somebody you're calling an old witch yeah. it's not nice <laughs> it has a cat just perched on her shoulder you know how hard it is to get a cat to do just anything sit still somewhere <laughs> and then somehow she's got it on her shoulder I don't it's hard to it's train claws a cat. are digging in and she's not even fazed no
0: she just lets it happen do you think she's got one of those leather gloves like a falconer She's like, we have to put this blindfold on the cat or it's going (laughs) to come after you. It's going to attack.
1: I didn't know that was real until Secret Life of Pets. What, the falcons were real? I knew falcons were real. I did not know they had to put things over their eyes
0: or they'll just constantly try to hunt. Oh, yeah. That's why. Whenever we went to Magic Time, not Magic Time, Medieval Times, the most recent time, I had gone... So I had gone in, like, June, and then my family wanted to go again, like, a month later. I was like, this is so many times to go to Medieval <laughs> Times within a whole... First of all, a How calendar much changes? Year. No, it was the same show. So I kind of knew. I was like, I have a break. And I went got, to go, got up to go to the restroom. And when I came back, they were like, ladies and gentlemen, stay seated. The Falcon is loose. <laughs> I was like... Do I wait up high where the falcon flies or I take off running, but my head could be mistaken for a bird Mm -mm, nest and or like a squirrel or something. I dug my head down, took off running, and I just saw, you know, there's a guy, I don't know if you guys have medieval times or if you've been to one, there's a queen and then she has kind of like the squire that, but we were close enough that he saw me and he was just like, no, he saw me and just judged me. So disappointed. A man who wears velvet robes for a living was just like, you idiot.
1: Do y'all have medieval times?
0: Okay. Nobody has medieval tournaments, right. dinner and tournament.
1: Your- I'm fucking mind blown with what this business model is. <laughs> it's just a big ass castle on the side of the highway that everybody pays a lot of money to go watch knights fight on real life horses yeah, real. in a big arena while you sit around with turkey legs and mead and Diet Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. They also have vegetarian meals because it's very
0: of the times. Except for my husband. <laughs> He's like, just so you know, corn is a new world thing. It's not, they would never have <laughs> corn on the cob in medieval times. I was like, they also don't die diet Pepsi. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, or, and they don't
1: also, uh, this would have been a fight to the death and we're all just agreeing that like, the blue knight
0: won. They'll be like, do you think that we should kill him? And everyone is bloodthirsty. Yeah,
1: they want to see it. They want to see it happen. Yeah. But there's a queen. These are all I'm doing a lot of air quotes tonight. Uh, that sits up in a thing. A perch. A per- well, it's a like a, a castle, a throne. Um, and then the knights are fighting on her behalf. But each section of the arena, the, uh, the you have a knight that you're cheering for. You're in like that knight section. But I think it's predetermined who wins. So, it's, so? All, it's all fucking lies. God.
0: Yes, I think it's predetermined. they got going to know because it's all staged. Something else I thought was magical. Turns out... <laughs> And any time
1: you drive by, no matter what time of day or night, there are people
0: parked in the employee lot. They don't let them go home. I don't know what's going on up there. When you go back to to the times, you don't want to come back out.
1: You just want to stay
0: in there. It's their method acting. Like, we can't leave.
1: There's also (laughs) a uh, a museum (laughs) that's that's, uh, like old timey torture devices Yeah, that's real messed up yeah. also they have the horses just like in stalls and you can see them before you go back and I it's burned in my brain that I saw it like you just saw a horse no I saw it's thing oh
0: a big old dig! I had never seen one before you never saw a horse being this when before when would I have I don't know I grew- well my town's the home of the championship rodeo that's on me <laughs> I no, never within like five feet. I was shook. Oh, yeah. It was so much bigger than I anticipated. I saw a Budweiser Clydesdale penis at oh. the state fair, and it was shocking. It's shocking. It was. I mean, we're talking yeah. like this. Yeah, it's
1: like two feet long. Yeah,
0: there was a person in there scooping food, and they were like, "Yeah, right." And I was like. They work there every day and they're still amazed. Yeah, so like, it is it takes It's, my a, it's away. impressive. Anyway, here's more. Oops. I don't know.
1: Anyway, about then, horse fetuses. That's what medieval times is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And then there's a gift shop and you get little paper crowns you can wear. I was impressed. They sell like actual swords there. They shouldn't. They do. Yeah, I guess they sell. They do. Yeah, and then people bring them back. It's. You know, there's, like, a big crossover of, like, Medieval Times, Ren Faire, Oh, sure. All of that thing. So, they're, they like to dress up and,
0: and go in character. There are regulars at Medieval Times. I asked one of the knights If if they are... I said, they, do you have, like, regulars? And they go, oh, yeah, there are people that come back a lot. <laughs> a lot of times. Like, like, goes, like they twice always, in a calendar year, come back. And you're he he like, goes, wait a minute. <laughs> they always want photos. As I bet they do. <laughs> <But> they do. <laughs> well, go. If you're ever... <laughs> Dallas, I'm sure anyway. they have them
1: other places.
0: Tampa, Florida, there's, oh, there's a couple
1: of them. Kissimmee. They're all in Florida. You just think they're, they're, all, covered in Florida. they're Florida. all in Florida. <laughs> Florida, anyway, Texas, to you'll, you you'll get there one way or the other. Well, Rather than simply read Cadillac's palm, the old witch reached into her cloak for a vial and a basin. She poured a liquid thick as quicksilver into the container and performed lecanomancy a method of divination using a basin of liquid. Holding Cadillac's hand, she told him,
0: Sir, yours is a strange destiny, a dangerous journey you will soon undertake. You will found a great city which one day will have more inhabitants than New France now possesses.
1: The fortune teller then cringed and paused her reading. Cadillac, brave in the face of danger, insisted that she continue.
0: You never want somebody to look in your future and go ooh! <laughs>
1: hey! Fuck! Shit! Oh, I'm mm. sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Anyway, reading's over. And he said, no. I want to know what happens. So she told him Mon Chevalier, I wish you had not commanded me to go on, for dark clouds are rising, and I see dimly your star. Beware of undue ambition, it will mar all your plans. Appease the Nain Rouge, beware of offending him.
1: Should Cadillac fail to appease the demon of the street? The witch warned that his children would inherit nothing, and his name would soon be forgotten. He laughed off her reading and later shared the incident with his wife. Except the missus did not find her husband's story amusing. Instead, she was terrified that the fortune teller's prophecy
0: would come true. This man comes home and is like, oh, the woman said my life would ruin. And she's like, why are you laughing? <laughs> we have children, Cadillac. Do you, Antoine, do you want him <laughs> to inherit anything? Or do you want him to grow a penniless monster? And
1: laughed in her face. Three months later, Cadillac had established a settlement that was the makings of modern-day Detroit. Families moved in, and soon the whole town grew and grew. Each May, neighbors gathered together to celebrate the city around the Maypole.
0: I uh, went to Germany a few years back, and they had a Maypole, and what a fun... It was just a quaint way to entertain yourself in the 1700s. The only Maypole I can think of is on Midsummer, and Uh-oh. I wouldn't call
1: it quaint. It had a different ending. Nope, not a fun for Maypole. them. <laughs> But I think back then, yeah, what do you just grab a ribbon and I run think, around? Yeah, it's like a tetherball. Yeah, tetherball. No I hated tetherball. <laughs> I was so bad at it. My friend Beth was so good, and she would just smack it, and then you could never smack it again, and she would just keep smacking it around. It's a tall and you're kid You're standing sport. there with your thumb up your ass. Like, why did that come? And so you like- could show off and flex?
0: Who's next?
1: She was good at every sport. She was one of those. Now she coaches, I think, a women's basketball team, so...
0: Well, it all worked out for her. (laughs) It did work out.
1: By May of 1707, Cadillac had all but forgotten the prophecy but his wife had not. As they were headed home after a night of revelry, they overheard two people talking. While they only caught a snippet, what Mrs. Cadillac heard was plenty. Things cannot run very long thus... One passing neighbor said to another, referring to the prosperous merrymaking, My Be- wife saw a few days ago, Le Petit Hon Rouge, and. Before Mrs. Cadillac could hear the rest, the pair was long past them. She grabbed a hold of her husband and asked, Did you not hear? Le Petit Hon Rouge is the dreaded Nain Rouge. He replied, laughing. Ah, <laughs> what of that? She had to remind him that an appearance of the name Rouge meant misfortune. Her husband scoffed.
0: Bah, have you not forgotten that nonsense of a silly old fortune teller? Let us return home. What have we learned? Even in the
1: 17, 1700s to whatever year we're in, men are the same. Won't listen. They're like, oh, I got, what a, what would be? <laughs> silly old fortune teller, I would not listen to you, wife. And not only did he just I uh, love my husband he is here and he's great he listens great he listens to
0: the show he does he produces because he edits
1: it and so he has to listen uh. to it <laughs> but he also listens of his own accord
0: but no this wasn't even just oh, I'm sorry what did you say I wasn't listening it's like straight up it's like you shut fool. up idiot
1: you foolish woman mm-hmm well well <laughs> 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 his skepticism was short-lived Before they could get home, a creature crossed their path. Legends of Ley Detroit
0: described it as the uncouth figure of a dwarf very red in the face with bright glistening eyes and a grinning mouth displaying sharp pointed teeth to just complete the strange face. Mrs.
1: Cadillac recognized the creature at once and gasped in horror. Her husband had a different reaction. He held the cane he had in his hand high above his head, saying,
0: Get out of my way, you red
1: imp, and struck the ghoulish
0: creature on the head. That's one way to handle this. You've been warned. You've been told. Be nice. You just have to go, Hey, what a good looking smile you have. Mm -hmm. Or you can find one nice thing to say about him. We can find one nice thing to say about anybody. Mm -hmm. And all you had to do was say one nice thing. You could have even tipped your hat, maybe good day demon instead you club him on Wubble. his head just and he didn't even do anything yet no he, he just, just appeared out. The neighbor, he just said hey he was like i'm trying to cross the road and he's like <laughs> <"Bop."> <laughs> like a fucking whack-a-mole in the streets
1: the name rouge did not fight back right away instead it let out a fiendish mocking laugh and vanished
0: cadillac's wife chastised her husband you have offended him. Your impetuosity will bring you and yours to ruin. Misfortune will soon be our position. She was right. Shortly afterward, on a visit to
1: Montreal, Cadillac was arrested in connection with political crimes and forced to shell sell his share in the newly formed Detroit to pay for his trial expenses. Just as the fortune teller warned, his children never inherited any of his once vast estate. Fucked around, and found out. Done and done. Didn't listen to his wife. Now Didn't, your kids have nothing. You
0: invite an, I'm sorry, an expert. This fortune teller was clearly an expert. She knew what she was talking about. At the very least, she could train a cat to sit on her shoulder, and that's worth that's something. That's very impressive, yeah. At a bare minimum. That's and worth the, her getting in the home for a cheese log or whatever they have at parties back then. It, yeah, if uh, somebody in a cloak and glistening just, eyes knocks on your door with a cat on their shoulders, a uh, madam. a <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. In a second. But you had all those years to mm-hmm. learn the error of your ways. No. Nah. But instead you, you dug, dug in the face. Yeah.
1: You couldn't, you couldn't swallow your pride. Mm-mm. Now yeah. your kids are poor.
0: Uh, well, maybe. We don't know. I don't know. It was 1700s. Yeah, they probably… Yeah. They would have inherited something, but…
1: According to legends of Lay Le Detroit, the red demon's appearance was a sure sign of impending evil. M. Live reports the Nain Rouge has been spotted throughout various awful events in Detroit's history. In 1763, visions of the Nain Rouge appeared along the shore before the Bla- Battle of Bloody Run. Then in 1805, when the city was destroyed by fire, residents reported seeing his malicious, his malicious face as he darted through the burning buildings, according to legends of late Detroit. In 1884, a woman claimed to have been attacked by Nain and said the small devil looked
0: like a baboon with a horned head, brilliant restless eyes, and a devilish leer on its face. Well, I saw that devilish leer on the news. We can all agree that she f- fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> she like, was like, willingly. Listen, it had horns, but it had brilliant restless eyes. Brilliant restless eyes? It was... Would you ever describe something you're afraid of with...
1: Brilliant,
0: no, I think, uh, you know, like the woman in the cloak with the cat. If you get somebody you knock on your door and it's the name Rouge, I don't let him in. You see what he's about, see what he has to say, see what he's offering, and if you look into those brilliant, restless eyes, you can't say no to a devil's leader. <clears throat> Two utility workers claim to have spotted
1: the name during a snowstorm in March of 1976. While out checking power lines, the workers saw what they thought was a small child clambering up a utility pole. Concerned, the workers called out. When they tried to approach what they thought was a child in need, a small creature suddenly jumped from the pole and scurried away. The ice storm that followed was one of the most devastating in Michigan's history. That's... Scary enough to think a kid is on an electric pole. Which one's scarier? You think a kid's climbing up an electric pole in the middle of a snowstorm,
0: or it's the Nain Rouge? I'm going to go Nain Rouge, because the kid, hopefully, would listen to reason. The Nain Rouge, you got to think of several compliments to get him to come back down. Have you worked with toddlers? (laughs) It's the same... The
1: Nain Rouge and a toddler—not that far <laughs> apart from each other. You have to, to a lot of them. coaxing to get them off that pole.
0: <laughs> you have to appease them
1: with flattery. A lot of promises of treats and various candies and outings, and yes. <laughs> when the Presque Isle Mill was blasted by lightning, the Detroit Free Press reported that watchful citizens saw the Nain Rouge on the building's roof, screaming with laughter. Later,
0: however, they saw the little devil inside trying to patch the ruins up in the machinery. So he was helping. He (laughs) He felt bad.
2: (laughs) We've
1: all done things that were like, oh, that was shitty of me. I'm going to go fix this.
0: I'll help him clean it Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, or they mocked him. He had it struck by lightning, and then they appeased him afterwards. And maybe that's part of the deal is that he'll turn on you, but in a good way afterwards. He's like, here's what's going to happen.
1: What do you want to do about it? (laughs) You have two choices at the Mm -hmm. end. In an effort to keep the Red Little Devil at bay, each spring, the Marche du Nain Rouge takes place in the Cass Corridor neighborhood annually. Co-founder of the parade, Francis Runo, summed up the vibe of the event to Atlas Obscura, calling it,
0: kind of a mashup of Halloween, Burning Man, and Mardi Gras. Which is the dopest sounding party anyone's ever thrown. So elements of Halloween would be costumes. Elements of masks. Burning Man. Yeah, masks. They costumes. burn the effigy of Nain Rouge. And Mardi Gras, are we... Floats. There's lots of floats. That's, okay, I was going to say getting beads. Like, are we flashing the Nain Rouge? That's Who's flattery. been to the
1: parade? You, you guys go? go to the Nain Rouge parade? Give us a woo-woo if you've been.
0: Woo, all right. We got some Nain Rouge. Okay. Nain woo-woo Rougers. if
1: you had to flash for beads. That doesn't happen?
0: OK, well, so maybe there's, there's always next year. we got to bake a king cake, but inside, instead of a tiny baby, it's a tiny It's table. a little tiny baby it's
1: a little tiny dude. The march was skipped in 2020 and 2021 due to COVID-19, but it was back in full effect this year. Beginning at Canfield and 2nd Avenue, thousands of Detroiters don masks, costumes, and ride right atop their impressive and elaborate decorated floats. Soon, a devilish figure, complete with red skin, claws, fangs for teeth, and pointy ears, emerges in the crowd. Dressed in tattered black leather clothing, the name makes his grand entrance atop a mechanical chariot shaped like a giant cockroach. When asked why the name chooses this mode of transportation, Runo told the Detroit Metro Times, because he's a badass? (laughs) This this contraption someone has built is very big. It is a full-size car that looks like a cockroach, so it is my worst nightmare, (laughs) just driving
0: down with a devil atop it. But uh, one year it was a dragon. I think it changes. Oh, that's great. I was going to say, is it like the skate shoe in Mesquite? There's a car in my hometown that's like a giant skate that they drive around. It's a roller skate car. And they also just drive it around. Who, who's they? The owners of the skate rink and the skate oh, car. Oh, it's a skating rink promotional yes. car. Yes. So, you, you know, it used to be a high Buried top skate. Buried the lead on, on that one. They cut down the skate. Instead of a high top, it became a low top when those got hip in the late 90s and mm. everybody lost their fucking minds that they cut the skate shoe down. But I wonder what the name Rouge if someone Is if someone rolling around the cockroach car? You got to. Yeah.
1: When they cut it down did they have to alter where the person that was driving it sat?
0: Well, I think it basically went from a tank situation where you had to climb down the top of the ankle part of the shoe of the skate, now it's just a convertible. How have I never seen this? Oh, it's Westlake Skate Center, baby. <laughs> For all the find cool find Tommy's never told me about this. I can't believe Tommy's, Tommy has been to Westlake skates. <laughs> oh, Center. I'm sure he has, 100%. I'm sure he's not a the cool skate. kid, and I still got invited to some birthday parties. Oh, was parties. it cool place? It right was a really cool place. <laughs> if you had your birthday at Westlake, like, fuck off. That
1: is so <laughs> fancy. You were Mine like, was, what? Mine uh, was where I grew up in Fort Worth. It was Silver Wheels. Silver Wheels? That was the name so of the skating rink. It was silver. It's silver like we're, the rural juror of the the, the, the skating juror. industry. And uh, if you had your birthday party there, yeah, it was. You can't you were do pretty. an ad on TV for Silver Wheels. Silver Wheels. wheels. Come no, to Silver Wheels. It. Come down down to Silver Wheels. Wonder <laughs> <laughs> if that's still there. When you would walk in, there was a big wall. It was carpeted, <laughs> and it had that skate rink smell. We all oh, know what yes. that smells like. Oh, yeah, it takes you back. Damn! We did not have a sh- giant shoe that drove around. Now got to get a big old I, I skate am. car. I Nain know. Rouge got to get a skate car. Descending from his chariot, the
0: Nain addresses the crowd of the thousands gathered. I am the legendary Nain Rouge of Detroit, the harbinger of doom, the living embodiment of everything that holds Detroit back, the red prince of persecution, Cadillac's folly, and the annihilator of hope.
1: As the crowd begins to boo, the Nain Rouge boldly declares, I'm going to tear this city apart! Is is Kiss from here? I think that's also what Gene Simmons (laughs) yells when he is on stage. Um... (laughs) He is a character, and I appreciate that he knows what he wants. He has a clear
0: (laughs) role and a clear mission. The Harbinger of Doom. I have to wonder if there are auditions for this gig or if it's on a volunteer basis.
1: Well, the articles I read said that the city does not... Uh, it, no one knows who plays the name Rouge. It's anonymous, so it could be multiple
0: people. Maybe it's one person each year. It's like a, a school mascot, is what I was thinking. That they well, have, that was to have your auditions. Audition for. Yeah, you got to have auditions. Ha- they have to be able to do the wave, the mascot wave. So we need to know that the name Rouge can jump up out the cockroach. Or car. is it like a Santa
1: situation, <laughs> and you just apply? And maybe there's multiples Depends that they on call upon.
0: Who's free? Who's available? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get this job?
1: I don't know, I don't
0: know man. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a technically, yes, my passport technically does say I was born in Texas. But I feel like I should be able to apply for dual Detroit citizenship because my dad oh, is from right okay. here.
1: Yes, because you're one generation separated.
0: I feel like it's, it's in my bones. There you go. Refusing to allow
1: the name to make good on his sinister promise, the crowd marches him through the Midtown neighborhood before finally banishing him, as always, on the steps of the Masonic Temple. For those who want to participate next year, the March website
0: encourages participants to bring a marching band, wear a costume, build a human-powered float, put on a mask, (laughs) cover your body in glitter, whatever it takes.
1: (laughs) It's a nice long list. Anything goes is, I think, maybe also their motto. It seems, (laughs) by the pictures, like a very fun time. It looks so fun. It really is like Mardi Gras combined with just like...
0: Halloween, Like, everyone's dressed in costumes, dressing up and stuff. I love costumes. I love a parade. As long as I am not trying to get to the other side of whatever's going yes. on in the parade. Uh, then all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck, parade's forever. I'm just <laughs> trying to get to Michael's. She'll turn real
1: quick on a parade. Turn oh, yeah. The, when you decided to venture to Michael's on St. Patrick's Day. That was on me. That when on our motor. city has a very large parade that shuts down
0: the street that Heather knew Michael's was on. It's in the name of the parade, so that's on me. It wasn't a shock where the parade was going. Sh-
1: it's <laughs> called the Greenville-St. Patrick's Day Parade, and the street that Michael's is on is Greenville. So
0: That's on me. That's my bad. That's, <laughs> my bad. that's on me. But, I, uh, yeah, re- researching this, the only, my only regret was that we are here today and not in March. I know. We could have gone to the we March. Just, I know. We're here on the blood moon. This is a red moon there night is. on Nain Rouge Yes, night. I feel like And that was... we were
1: like, I think he might have caused
0: this. But he's coming. The blood... Oh. The blood moon is the... I'm sure that's just like a... It's bat signal for the Nain mm-hmm. Rouge. You can't have a red moon and a red devil and he doesn't just come out and see it. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's here. He... I, <laughs> but when you said
1: he's coming, I thought you meant like it's an indicator to all of us that he is horned up. And he will be arriving this evening to take a bride. I don't know what, what he does, leprechaun style. Oh, There's no shit. telling.
0: these three times, the name Rouge going to get you. I don't you. know.
1: I don't know what... Uh, do y'all call it... We call it D-Town. Is that a thing here? Yeah. yeah? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was going to say maybe the D stands for dick instead of Detroit. <laughs> it's the yeah. Demon dick. <laughs> well, not everyone, however, thinks the name is a bad guy. Over the years, Nain enthusiasts have band together to try and spread a different message about the Detroit-based devil.
0: Self-described anomalistic researcher,
1: John E. L. Tinney started the group We Are Nain Rouge to help bring awareness to what he believes is a positive legend for the city.
0: The group's website describes them as, a small but vocal and active group who seek to inform the community about our city's ancient protector. Like the Nain Rouge, we are here to provide understanding and guidance in order to build a better community.
1: So there's two camps. Two camps. There's one that he is the harbinger of doom. He only appears when bad things are going to happen. And then there's this camp, a smaller camp, but still a camp, that says... Nay, nay, he is letting us know. Yes. The bad, like Mothman
0: style. Yes, people are afraid of the Mothman, but they shouldn't when they see them thunder his cheeks. <laughs> but also, <laughs> that's, that's Mothman thick, is saying, butt. hey, heads up, some bad things are about to happen. Change your ways. Maybe the flattery is just, he doesn't really, there's a loss in translation. Maybe they just meant, Please thank me. By the way, I just saved you. Mm-hmm. Put your machinery back together after lightning fucked you up. I wasn't laughing. I was like, <laughs> "Your lightning is coming," and they thought he was laughing. <laughs> He's just misunderstood. I think that's what it that's, is. Uh, and I believe
1: that is what Tinny and his group also <laughs> believes. The passionate group spreads their message at the annual festival, holding handmade signs that say things
0: like, "Be nice to Nain," "Stop Nain shame," "Don't dread the red." And support your local creatures. <laughs> I like that they have an annual festival as well. We have they're at No, they're at the... They're the at the, They're at the march.
1: But... They protest in march. Your own... You're your own faction at the name yeah. march. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like most things, I'm like... We keep talking about how we went to Justin Bieber the other night, and there were <laughs> protesters outside. Like, you can't have anything without someone showing up. Yeah, somebody will show
0: see. up. Those protesters hated it on out. our toes. So many pamphlets outside the Justin Bieber concert. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is, so it was a pamphlet, you know, when you go to a concert, and there are people that are like, you're all going to burn in hell because you like Justin Bieber. They did not go inside the concert, because Justin Bieber gave us a lot of Bible verses, which I was not expecting, but that's what you, nowadays you get a little bit of uh, peaches out in Georgia. That's my shit. <laughs> and John three sixteen in the same show, married. Han- I was like, he married you know them nicely. God made peaches and weed and bad bitches. So <laughs> it all made sense. Then we get outside and they're like, there are protesters. And then we got a pamphlet And on the pamphlet, it said, hell is not a place for people just for people like Charles Manson, Adolf Hitler, bank robbers, and murderers. And every day since that day, I have been trying to figure out what order that's in. (laughs) Because it's not alphabetical. It's not linear. It's not like time-wise. It's not who's the worst, because we think Hitler would have been first. I mean, yeah, yeah. And also, bank robbers versus murderers. I just can't. I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. And they, it went from very specific
1: to very vague. Yes, yes, yes. Bank, bank robbers. Spurs. Several people were writing this pamphlet, and no one could agree on who got final say. <laughs> and it was like, like we, we marry our notes together. Sounds seamless. They had two very different styles. <laughs> they were like, we're leaving Manson on the list, and we're putting him first. <laughs> okay. but, well, I want to talk about bank robbers. You know what? People rob <laughs> banks. And they're going right to hell. Like, that person has been writing that pamphlet since the 20s when that was like a. I mean, I guess people still rob banks, <sighs> but you don't hear about it like. You did back then. You can't rob banks because they don't have money in them anymore. That's true. Yeah, money is all.
0: They don't really hold a lot of money there. I
1: money's you, just in the. It's in the cloud. It's all a computer now. It's it's all everything up there. you
0: need is a computer now. Your phone is it. Mm-hmm.
1: Where did we go yesterday? And they were like, we tried to order something. They go, we don't have people anymore you got to do this on an iPad. That's, ooh, I went to Sprinkles Cupcakes recently. I think that's like what it that. was. Cupcakes. Just, iPads,
0: which is great. I'm, it's fine. I don't need to tell somebody I want a cupcake. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> tell the computer. They're eliminating our jobs. There were still very nice people that brought us cupcakes, and then when a kid barfed, helped with that. So guess what an iPad can't do? Have empathy for a mom on Mother's Day whose kid erped all over the Sprinkles mm. Cupcakes. Had to clear out the lobby. She was horrified. It's okay. Happens are the best of us. So Heather
1: tried to prevent a stranger from walking in. The stranger did not believe her that the kid had thrown up. Wanted to
0: see it for herself. Like, if you want to go slip in, like, Mario Kart banana peel on some kid's barf on you, not on me, fine. I'm just an idiot standing here outside while they're mopping the Sprinkles cupcakes. (laughs) But go ahead. I'm not bitter or anything. It's fine.
1: Tenny and others feel that the legend of the Nain has been rewritten over the years to paint the devil in a negative light. The group is adamant, according to their website,
0: that nain is not the cause of unhappiness, but the ancient warning sign that distress may be ahead of us. They conclude nain does not do bad things and is not a force evil.
1: And I put and for her, yes, that is how it is written it's because perfect. we normally say. An evil force. A force of evil. Or a force of evil. Some word was left out, or or maybe force evil is a new thing that we don't know about. Like Jedi's. It's a Detroit thing. We don't get it. Tinny, who unsuccessfully ran for mayor of Detroit in 2001, worked as a researcher in the 90s for the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. It was during this time he developed a love for the name Rouge and wanted to change the narrative of the misunderstood creature. Now when he protests at the march, he sports a trench coat to honor the late, great Robert Stack. Wow. Yeah. He does, and in all of his pictures, he's wearing it. Oh, you, you find know? your thing, and you go with it. You know what? Yes. If I had the privilege of writing and researching for Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> I would wear a trench coat every day of my life if I had gotten to share the same air with Robert Stack.
0: <laughs> Truly an honor. Just the... the ferocity that you said if i had the honor and privilege <laughs> i thought is a legend <laughs> <laughs> he is a legend that show still
1: holds up to this mm-hmm. day tinny agrees that an event celebrating the Nain rouge is important for the city but believes it should be one that honors the Nain in a positive light he told the detroit metro times
0: the fact is we have an ancient helper You can tell people, let's be like this ancient helper. Let's watch out for each other. Let's make sure nothing bad happens to our city. And when something bad is happening, we'll tell each other. Co-founder of the march, Francis Gunrow, disagrees, telling the DMT, If we had a celebration of the Nain Rouge as being a good character, it would be a whole different thing. It wouldn't be catharsis in the same way. Renal also feels like the Nain wouldn't
1: appreciate the well wishes telling Atlas Obscura that the name...
0: He doesn't want to deal with all the positivity. He's just disgusted by it.
1: (laughs) He has a vision and he does not appreciate anybody trying to say otherwise. This is such an epic battle. Uh, We say this is like Lincoln and Douglas.
0: (laughs) These guys going back and forth. You got to get them. Who's going to win? I don't know. podiums and have them just, they got to work it out. Because they've got two different camps. You need an
1: event. I'm going to coin the phrase right now. It's the debate of Detroit. And it's (laughs) these two men on the steps of your city hall. And it's just, which way are we going to go from now on? Do we like him or do we do we hate him? That's right. Got to pick a side. I'm it's, sorry, families are gonna be broken, and I'm sorry for everyone that lives here. But you have to choose a side.
0: I just really love. He is disgusted by it.
1: I get that because I also don't want to deal with positivity a lot of the time. If I am in, like, if if you're in a bad mood and somebody's like, "Well, look on the bright side," you're like, "Fuck off, Karen! I don't want to look that. on the bright side right that. now. Let uh-huh. me be mad. I want to be pissed off."
0: I am disgusted by your positivity. There's a whole thing on NPR about how it's not helpful. Like it's because it makes you feel like you're not being listened to. Uh-huh. So if it's you patronizing it, well, for sure. If and NPR says it, it's, well, yeah. it has to be true. It was an expert. Yeah, absolutely. They and only have experts uh, on there. They bet them real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so I think if you're the name Rouge and you know, you're out there going, listen, I'm warning y'all. And then people are like. Oh my gosh, it'll be okay. Why don't be you like, just no, turn I'm- that frown upside down?
1: Bitch, there goes your house and your children get nothing.
0: <laughs> you want lightning to strike you? Mm. Strike me with a cane. Tell Something me to happens. smile again.
1: <laughs> Dave Krieger wrote a book starring the Nain Rouge called Things I Do in Detroit, a guidebook to the coolest places by the Nain Rouge, highlighting all the wonderful things the city has to offer. Rather than a malevolent creature, Krieger, much like Tinney, was determined to change the narrative surrounding the name. His goal has been to turn the name Rouge into the most interesting man
0: in Detroit, telling WXYZ News. He's like the Forrest Gump of Detroit. He's been through every main lifestyle moment the city has had since it was founded, from when it was ruled by the French to when Cadillac was here, when the British were here. He drove Henry Ford's first car, you know, those kind of things. (laughs) Did he <laughs> Like that can't be fact checked. I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it could probably be fact checked. Well, the Nain Rouge wrote it, so he's the authority. It's, I, I guess mean, so. Krieger just, I think, put his. He was spoken to, but much like the cat in the ear, mm-hmm. he felt the Nain Rouge, and he was going around with the Nain Rouge, with the hot one. He had. the He got the sexy run. The sexy Nain Rouge. To go and you could do photo opportunities. Mm-hmm. Get another a regret that I was not in Detroit around this time. <laughs> Does every
1: city have its own Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> He's like the, 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 That's such a weird thing to say of someone. It's the Krieger paradox. <laughs> every city has a Forrest Gump, <laughs> according to. Who <laughs> would ours be? Oh, man, I don't know. We have a beloved beloved man who's Uh, been around for lots of stuff. Big Tex? Oh, that's ours, yeah. He's been around for everything. He caught fire. Yep. But he's back? Not the same. It's like when somebody um, goes to a spa for like a month and you're like, you look, something's different about you. They're like, no, it's not. I, my nose is exactly how it was when I left a month ago. And you're like,
0: something looks kind of off, though. I broke my nose on the set of Halloween. But what <laughs> Cal Richards gives in. Who says that? Cal Richards. Oh, that's right, yeah. From uh, I was got very into Real Housewives, y'all know.
1: Yeah. The Nain Rouge also became a movie star in his own right. In 2017, Devil's Night, Dawn of the Nain Rouge, was shot in Detroit. Directed by Sam Colleges, the film follows a veteran who joins the police force and hunts a dark supernatural creature on a murder spree in Lake Orion, just outside Detroit. The killer? Spoiler alert, it's the name Rouge. In and a particularly Detroitist twist, one of the film's co-stars is Nathan Mathers, Eminem's brother.
0: That whole paragraph sounded like a fever dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So but We had to put phonetically, the,
1: it's not Lake Orion, it's Orion. Orion. And Especially. we didn't know that, so we learned something. Thank you.
0: I uh, <laughs> was watching uh, an interview with uh, the director, and he was very pleased to be shooting in the area, very pleased to have Nathan Mathers. And then I went on Amazon and on IMDb mm. and just found reviews. And is anyone here from Lake Orion? Someone goes, uh, we don't have a murder spree. We don't even have a litter spree in Lake Orion. (laughs) The way they shot it, I don't know if you're familiar with Devil's Night, Dawn of the Nain Rouge. (laughs) But it looks like a post-apocalyptic wasteland (laughs) that is just ravaged by a demon killer. And someone's like, that is not even close to where did you shoot it? We have a beautiful city. There's a lake. They chose all the worst. They're like, just use a dumpster. And it's like, what? No. Mm. Uh, but it is, uh, the
1: reviews are key. Well, good for Nathan for finding his own way. Because it is. has to be, you have to feel like you've been living in your brother's shadow. If your brother's Eminem, <laughs> that's hard. I mean, God, he's gotten so hot. With age, yeah. Like a fine wine. Man, for real. No, that no, halftime no. show, I think about that once a week. That <laughs> halftime show all of them all of them except 50 cent not him sorry buddy but everybody else Mm -hmm. aged very nicely while the debate of whether the name rouge is a friend or foe may carry on john tinney makes a solid point despite which side of the fence you may fall
0: the Nain has been a resident of Detroit for longer than any of us, and the spirit of the Nain will continue long after we're all gone. Runro also concedes that both sides make valid points. For me, the crux of it is that there's an enigmatic quality, so no matter which way you slice it, I think it's totally reasonable to have a variety of perspectives on it. Tenny shared his perspective with the
1: Detroit Metro Times when asked if he thinks of the Nain Rouge as a paranormal
0: being. If it exists in your mind or your imagination, it exists as much as anything else does.
1: <laughs> Hatman style. Dude. Perception's reality. Jeff Pro said it. He's, he knows everything. <laughs> Survivor. <laughs> it all comes back to Survivor.
0: But this, I love the subtle shade. A lot of shade. In strong. all of the, because mm-hmm. Tenny says, you can think whatever you want to think. The name Rouge is what he is and will be when you're dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck, turn the knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, this is a battle of the Titans here. Bruno mm-hmm. versus Tenny. We got to have a, a debate. Well, what do we think? Oh. oh. Whose side are you on? I think, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to comment, but please forgive me. I think I'm on the tinny side. Mm-hmm. That I love the name Rouge, the idea that he's misunderstood. He's a misunderstood creature. Like he's so many Forrest many Gump. He's just balling around Detroit. <laughs> he's Forrest Gump. He's Forrest Gumping <laughs> it around Detroit. He's here for every beach Mild-mannered, humblest pie, Forrest <laughs> Gump. That's he's, what this thing is. He's throwing out aphorisms here and there. Uh, but I do like the idea that the villain here was the hubris of man and not saying being grateful whether the name rouge is a literal thing i think it is i mean i've seen him on the news just saying (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, or you know or just the general concept of don't let she said beware of undue ambition or like blind ambition and letting that take over your life and we see that that did and cadillac's ass got got still had a car named after him you know what that's the only thing is her Her whole fortune was that your kids will inherit nothing and then your name will be forgotten, although, Really, we remember Cadillac as a great car, a great, amazing product of Detroit, not as, well, we named it after this mm-hmm. person that was a founder. So, I mean, maybe. I. That's, I until doing this research. I, I didn't know that's how Cadillac got like named. No, I thought it was a very fancy name of a mm-hmm. car. So, I like that idea that it was. it's something now that is beyond him, that his name isn't as important as the product that this city made mm-hmm. kind of went on without him. I'm Team Tenney. Team Tenny too? I'm um, Team Tenny. Wow. Yeah,
1: I think that um, I, he looks fine. He looks like <laughs> a, he he's misunderstood. I think like all lures is to teach us a lesson. True. There, We did not read anything that he was that, like don't go in the forest kids or the name Rouge will get you like all of it to keep him home from doing it. I don't know <laughs> Just- why. I've done this at like two of our past live shows i made this motion with my hand that's just, that's too many that's
0: so many <laughs> uh for people at home listening she's oh yeah in her hand yeah is that what you call it you guys would call it your handle yeah. who's that just that finger what her her i'm handhold. doing yeah yeah uh, i
1: i like him i think that um you know like uh Tenny said History is all kind of just whoever writes it. True, it's their perspective. So how do we really know? You know, there's a lot of different versions of it. So if you want to rewrite it,
0: he's going in the cryptid hall of fame with us. I think along with Mothman. Do you consider him a cryptid? I think so. Okay. I think he's uh, he's Mothman style, Jersey Devil yeah. style. Like shows up, appears. He's more. I think he and Mothman are up there with usefulness So you come and tell someone something good or bad mm-hmm. is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think, yeah, he buddies. needs to go in our... He needs to more recognition because until Casey told us about this and we started doing more research on it, I had no awareness of the name Rouge. And I think he needs to go international. Yeah, If he's, he's not viral, come on. he's got to go viral. This is such a great... It's such a great character. It's such a... Because he is... I think doing this out of the love of Detroit, I don't think it's, it's like if you said every time there's a fire, there's the fire trucks here. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe they're setting fires. That is a thing, but 99.99999% <laughs> of times they're there to help. He was there to help. So I don't mm-hmm. think you blame the smoke alarm or the you know, first responders for coming out when something goes bad. I think the name Rouge is just there. being like, hey, pay attention nope, no one paid attention to me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll help clean up your machinery that's mm-hmm. in ruins. Mm-hmm. Pitching in. Well, uh
1: next March, isn't it? Yep. That's when the parade is. March is in March. I wanna I want a solid hell yeah that everyone in this room is gonna go. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back for it. I was t- trying to get with this devil, so Maybe we'll just wanna meet him. I
0: just,
1: feel... <laughs> just want to photo op with him. I just them. want
0: to photo op with him. He has these cool satiny gloves he wears. Oh,
1: you think he leaves those on? <laughs> he better.
0: <laughs> well
1: that's the episode for tonight. But if you've been to a live show, it's not over yet. Don't worry. Uh, if you're a patron of ours, round of applause for yourselves.
0: Thank you. First of all, thank you so much thank you, for your thank you. support.
1: So you're probably familiar with this bit that we do on Patreon, and we're going to do it for you guys here tonight. Yes? I have my gavel. (laughs) This is my gavel. I'm a judge. It's called Judge Christie. Sorry, baby. We have to move you just a tiny bit. So you can gavel. Um, my uh, jurisdiction is global and you cannot appeal anything. All rulings are final. So what we're going to want from you guys, if you want to get your brains start working, is just a small grievance that you have. No bummers. That's our only rule. And um, then when you yell out, I have a grievance, and they bring you the microphone, just briefly tell us what it is, and we'll ask you some questions if we need more information, and then we'll rule on it. Yes. And Heather always gets us started
0: with her own grievance to kind of set the tone. This is... Uh, Me versus probably decency in society. Uh, So I don't as much anymore until now. We have been traveling and I have been doing it more often. But I don't travel on elevators as much as I used to. I used to work in a building where we had this keypad. It was not a keypad. It was almost like a little iPad. And you selected your floor from the iPad. And then the elevators were, they were computer controlled so that it was more efficient. So when you get in the elevator, there's no buttons. There's not like door closed, door open, whatever. But now that we are on tour and we're in a lot more, you know, hotel elevators or whatever, I am not a door holder opener for other people. Oh, I noticed yesterday. Getting on the elevator, so. Neither is Leanne. No, we just get all have this in
1: common. I just heard her laugh. And then Tommy started doing it, I think, as a bit, just to like mock you guys. But now. Whatever. Anytime I get in the elevator, if somebody's coming up, they're like, fucking close, close, before this person gets here. Close, 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 close. Which I read that those close buttons are not, they don't do anything, it's just there to make us feel better.
0: I heard from an elevator engineer that on certain brands of elevator- You know an elevator Mm -hmm. engineer? Yeah. Personally. He worked at a building in Chicago, yes.
1: Okay. felt like that
0: was just a a
1: poll that
0: was i know an elevator engineer and
1: you're wrong no i'm
0: just saying he said that it's not on every brand of elevator but on certain types of elevators if you push the floor you're going to and the door close button at the same time that that indicates the elevator don't stop on any other floor oh but well, it depends, so it varies. So I do it on every elevator that I in get case. into, just in case. If we don't know if it of works. The time, you're but right every time. But if someone is coming towards the elevator and I'm on it, I will either pretend I don't see them, maybe like look down slightly, or be like, "Oh, let me push the open button," but I'm probably pushing the close, and then be like, "Oh, sorry, don't put your arm through," because there have been mishaps. <laughs> yeah. I knew somebody that that was their whole job as a lawyer was working on lawsuits of elevators gone wrong, and she told me you would believe the things I've seen. I I, I bet, dude. God, that's <laughs> all, if you have a whole department dedicated to that, it happens this, too much. What? That's the threshold we cross when the elevator doors close. And life's in your hands. You don't even know. So I'm not trying to put my arm out to hold it. Maybe for y'all, if we're all in the same party. But I think this may have been ruder. 2019 and before, but I think in the age of germness, I'm not trying to breathe other people's yeah, mouth. Yeah, but
1: you're just using that as to
0: validate you're always, I just don't like your... to wait for people. What, it, so that, is that what it is? My thing is I shouldn't have to let other people get on the elevator if I'm ready to go and they're far away. I'll hold the door open. I'm a door holder opener, but. Not elevators. The, like a physical door? Yeah, like uh, we were at Tim Hortons the other day. I held the door open for... A... But that's also waiting. Here's what I'm saying. I'm happy to do doors. Oh, interesting. Not elevators. Elevator is just a moving door. I guess that's true. It's a door to another floor. Mm-hmm.
1: That's... I don't know the... Uh, I would be less likely to hold a door open versus an elevator. Huh. Well... Because the door, I got to, like, use my arm and... I just have to use my finger. Apparently those buttons are a lie. (laughs) I guess so. I don't know. I, I, well, it depends. Both door and elevator. It depends on how far the person away. That's the other thing is if there is some distance. If I'm on an elevator and someone from that exit sign is like, hold the door, that's too far. Too far, it's never going to happen. Same with the physical door. I'm not standing here for like 45 seconds until you get over here. Too far. That's not happening.
0: Uh, so my question is, is me versus other people that want to get on the elevator. Am I a monster for nowadays, not... For now- nowadays? Not Because like I said, back... I, yeah, yeah, but you're just...
1: You're using the pandemic as an excuse
0: for not wanting people on the elevator, which you've always felt that way. I like the one that was... The one that in my old office... That was the computer. The have never, never been they on may. that kind of fancy Oh, computer. it was wild. It was very confusing. I will say, the hotel we were
3: at
1: yesterday, was it yesterday or today? Yes, yesterday. That elevator, slow, these people from, I don't, I don't, we were in Canada, there were a lot of nationalities, which was wonderful, it was very diverse. They're like, you'll be waiting here for 35 minutes, you can't even get on that lift, nobody can get on the lift, blah, blah, blah. And then George Brown told us, You just take the service elevator. We're like, I don't think we're supposed to do that.
0: What are they going to do? Nothing, because we did it the rest of the time we were there. Nobody said anything. I am a guest, and it is a service for me to get a ride in an mm-hmm. elevator. So it worked. Also, if they needed help carrying something, I would have helped. You know, you got a I'd, cart full of towels. You need help pushing it in and out. I'll pitch in. It um, means I get where I'm going faster. I do not think that it's um, wrong that you don't want
1: to have a bunch of people in an elevator now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... Heather McKinney does not like to be inconvenienced. Neither does Christy Wallace, but Heather McKinney really doesn't like to be inconvenienced. So if it means that she she's got to wait for something, I hate waiting for things. Yeah, same. She drives like she elevates. It's the same. I'm bad out of health. It's the same. <laughs> but I do not think you're a monster. I Thank think you. you're wonderful. Um, but please don't
0: like don't have this apply to me. No, I'm not going to... I love you. So, I'll push the button open, but I'm not putting a limb through. No, you don't have to put a limb through. Not after what my friend has seen. (laughs) You don't have to put a limb through. No limbs through,
1: final ruling. Thank you. Yeah, don't ever put a limb through. God, I got bonked by the one today. It did. The elevator just went... Yeah, like, bitch like walk faster i was like what is happening and tom was like it's like our Roomba. it's trying to figure out like where you are and how to get away so that's uh that's how it goes so if you have a grievance yell out i have a grievance oh we got one we will have someone bring you the mic no, right, right here. here keep your hand up here right. comes jamie everybody give jamie a round Thank you, of applause jamie. she's been great and tell us your name and pronouns, please.
4: Uh, Ray, she, her.
1: Ray, you said?
4: Ray, she, her. Nice
1: to meet you. Hello, hello.
4: Um, so,
0: talk I- a little bit more into the mic. Yeah, hold on. Okay, there you go. No, <laughs> no you're, good. you're good. No worries.
4: Um, uh, I've spent a lot of pandemic time on TikTok, as most people did. Um, and during my time on TikTok, my husband's ex wife um, was a frequent part of my algorithm. <laughs> Part of your what? My uh-huh. algorithm. Oh, uh, she was on my for you page a lot, um, and there was a lot of videos of her talking about my current husband, her ex-husband. Uh, so uh, she had a PO box in her bio. I sent her a spring-loaded glitter bomb.
0: Did you really send her a glitter bomb? Yeah. Wow. I have, I have well, I've a never video known of someone of her to actually do that.
4: Um, she posted a video of it, so that was great. That also showed up on my For You page. <laughs> Did she know it was you? No, it was anonymous. <gasps> oh, I nice. Did
0: she know it was a glitter bomb when she was opening it? I mean, she opened it. <laughs> she found out, didn't she? I mean, that's <laughs> so fun. To, you're like a literal fly on the wall. You she, get to see somebody
1: experience it, and they don't know it was you. Yeah,
4: so um, I don't... Am I going to jail for um, no. no wait so, so
1: she's your husband's ex but she's talking about him yeah like what is she saying i just they
4: had a dog together so there's a lot of dogs they had what dogs a
1: dog yeah so yeah, they had no a dog kid, together? no
4: kids no kids they had dogs together okay um and then uh she she mentions a lot about how he gave her the love of her life
1: which is wait dog. he was her
0: the no dog the dog the is the love of her, love of her life. life sick burn on your ex-husband
4: but but yeah she brings him into the dog being the love of her Mm. life
0: does she name him or does she says my ex
4: Uh, mm, she's named him once
0: wow that I
4: know of I don't I don't look for her I just let her show up
0: that's wild it's like Russian
4: roulette at this point have you liked her videos? Not on but purpose. But you've watched them. <laughs> yes, always. It knows does that Does it watch know them. that? Yeah, it
0: knows what you watch. Oh. Even if you don't like it, it knows what you spend most of t- your screen time on. Well, I mean,
4: the first time it happened, I was sitting next to him. I'm like, what's she look like? Because oh. I've, I've seen pictures of her, but not recently. And he You're like, what does she look like? like
1: covered in glitter? I'm about <laughs> yeah. to
4: find out. I was like, well, is, do you like this? <laughs> glitter. <laughs>
1: Um no, you are not a monster. No, I think all. that's great. It's a harmless thing, but it's also like we talked about glitter the other night. Oh, yeah. It sucks. The glitter sucks. The
4: herpes. of yeah, it'll her wreck mind. everything. She's never getting
1: rid of it. And uh but the best part
0: is she doesn't even know it's you. That's yeah, for you. I love that's it. for you. Does she have oh. a lot of followers? Yeah. Oh. Like in the tens of thousands and uh, hundred thousand. Oh, wow. wow. Oh,
1: so we may have seen this person on TikTok? Yeah. Me, meanwhile, I'm like, I mean, TikTok
0: glitter bomb <laughs> reaction video.
1: Yeah, we'll, we will search for that.
4: I have the video.
1: Oh, she, oh. Drop that, Drop that uh, drop that link in her, our DMs. DMs. I'll put we won't DMs. put her handle on blast unless no, no, no. you want
0: to. But we'll right, watch
1: we, it. we're not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, no, final ruling. Um, you're not a monster.
0: She needs to stop. She needs to keep your husband's name out of her mouth because yeah, she don't want to so. eat some glitter in her mm-hmm. mouth. <laughs> Boom. Thank you.
1: Who else has a grievance? Who else has a grievance? Oh, we got oh, one right, right here. here in the middle. Hey, hey. All right.
3: Hi. 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 Um, what's your name? Holly. She, her. Thank you. And fellow Esquire, Heather. And what? Fellow Esquire. Oh, you're I'm also an, an-, an Esquire?
1: Oh, oh yeah, nice. So what's up? <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's up? Do lawyers really put that in their names?
0: Can. Sometimes, yeah. Usually if they're working like a job that's like JD preferred, like where it, if you're a prosecutor, they know you're a lawyer. But if you're like director of business development, mm-hmm. but also a lawyer, like I could put Esquire on account. Of, I'm a comedian now. You should. Please start going by that. <laughs> I'm Heather and or I'm Christy and I'm Heather Esquire. Let's get into it. I'll start doing that. All right, sorry, Holly. What is your grievance?
3: So, my grievance is um, with my father's new wife. Um, oh. So, stepmommy dearest. Um, so, they have a uh, four bedroom home um, that my father had before they got married. And there's a beautiful bathroom upstairs, and there's a, a nice small bathroom downstairs, which is next to the guest bedroom, which is what I use when I'm visiting. So, um, stepmommy dearest uses the downstairs bathroom usually when she's getting ready day to day and regardless of whether i'm visiting or not 6 a.m she blares music the bathroom door open mm. right next to my bedroom and also sings along
0: what, what kind of, of music? music jinx
3: <laughs> this is a uh live laugh love kind of stepmommy. Uh. so we're talking like t-swift not the good stuff you know,
0: I feel like she sings. Uh, she plays. I hope you dance.
3: Yes, <laughs> I've been woken up to that before. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so one time, my dad was texting me as I was visiting. And and by the way, she's done this also when I had a friend visiting with me. So, so she woke up both of us.
0: And Your friend's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Good <laughs> <laughs> stepmom.
3: And recently, when I was home, you know, I didn't. I wanted to keep the status quo. Not bitch and moan about it whatever um but recently my dad um i was visiting and he texted me said how are you and i said well i got woken up to you know t swift uh blaring with so-and-so's singing and so he asked her the next morning he wrote a little note on her radio and said you know will you please turn down the, the music a little bit it's waking up people in the house which it's literally people just, in the house, yeah. I was like, Dad, she knows it's me. <laughs> she, knows, she knows it was you. And she, <laughs> she didn't speak to me for three days. <gasps> after oh. She sounds like a monster. So I'm wondering if, if I'm kind of like the asshole because it's her home and I'm a guest or if she's just... I mean, she sounds like an asshole,
0: <laughs> period.
3: Repeat. And you said it's a
0: four-bedroom house. There are more than one bathroom. There's a bathroom upstairs yes. by her bedroom. No, this yes. is a flex. This woman is flexing. Even yeah. in the it silence. It does sound like a flex. Like, yeah, she's flexing, but it's extra hard when you're there. She yeah. should be ashamed of herself.
1: <laughs> I am... I am so worried about how others feel in my home yeah. that I will like tiptoe around my own house yes. if someone is asleep or staying over because I hate morning noises yeah. is what I call them. I don't want pots and pans banging around. I don't
0: want talking. My husband shaves every morning no. with an electric razor. That's the sound of a fucking jet engine. is so loud, and he has to be able to see, so he has a giant spotlight. Which, anyway, this is another grievance from before. But <laughs> we only have that bathroom for him to get ready in because it has all the things that he needs to get ready in. And I think if we had a guest, particularly, I would say we got to close every possible door. Could you use maybe just a regular razor? Uh, the- she knows what she it's doing. It's inconsiderate she for she her do to do this, yeah, for sure. Don't, don't.
1: Yeah, um, and then to not speak to you is just childish. <laughs> childish. Two for two. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: we're on. We're on that wavelength.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, did she, when she started talking to you again, did she broach the subject?
3: Um, no, she... there's been
1: no acknowledgement <laughs> of of this.
3: No, she sent me. And by the way, this woman's like over. Like, I think she might be fifty. <laughs> She, she apologized to me through a text while I was still in her home <laughs> Oh, <what? laughs> saying that her hormones were going crazy and oh, she was sorry. Oh, so she's blaming
1: it on menopause is <laughs> yes. what she's doing. Well, I mean, I don't, she could be, I don't, I don't know, know really. but it's like your period. Like, what are you going to do? Argue with her about it? Like, yeah. just use, let her have yeah, it. You just, yeah. You can't just like in high school, you're like, why are you late? Cramps. Yeah. Fuck. I got nothing. No teacher
0: can challenge you on that. I can't climb that rope to the ceiling. I have the (laughs) mincies. Well, I'm glad she apologized. Yeah. Although it was through text, which is odd. Has she done it anymore? Oh yeah. She does it every time. The fuck. (laughs) Don't apologize
1: if you're gonna keep doing it.
0: No. I don't like that. No. You're
1: not a monster. She is. She needs a better taste in. Well, I love T. Swift, but she needs to be listening to the good stuff. It
0: doesn't matter. Anything at six o'clock in the morning is a I don't nightmare. care what it is. Yeah. yeah My own is... children's voice. I don't want to
1: hear it at 6 a.m. No. Nothing. Nothing at 6 a.m. Final ruling you're not a monster. Um, maybe you take one of those upstairs bedrooms. Maybe you switch bedrooms. Or you throw you, her. You do your own flex. Put a radio in the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> Final ruling. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Who else has a grievance? Anyone? Oh, oh right, right in front. You can just pass it right up in front. Look at that. Teamwork makes <laughs> the dream work. Done and done. And you guys have all your little hoodies on. Those look great. This
5: is my bestie, Heather. Hi, bestie. So Heather. What's your name? I'm Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Um, My grievance is more like a society type thing. Okay. Uh, gender roles specifically. So this is my husband, Brett. Um, okay. Hi, Brett. Four Did you get dragged girls. here? You've never heard yeah. of this. Yeah. for
1: We know.
0: We know. Thanks for not leaving.
1: How about that? Some guy in the back just raised his hand. <laughs> he was to like, "Me too. I, I want to come I, to this. Y'all hook up. Y'all I, I, can be I'm fr- very y'all...
0: familiar with your voices. Anytime my children aren't around, I hear your voices. Oh, Great. well. Thank
1: <laughs> you so <laughs> Thank you. He's like, "I don't listen, but I fucking hear you I... all the time." <laughs> oh, do I hear it? I was it. dragged to this tonight. Hopefully, you're yeah. having a good time. What is your general grievance?
5: My general grievance is that people assume that because we have four girls that uh, it's a burden on him somehow, and also that because he is the husband that I have to come home and take care of five children. Um, It's been brought up a lot. You have five kids? Well, have four. the husband. Oh, four plus you're including him. Okay, I got you. you So, um, and I just kind of go along with it, though, too, because I feel like it's uh, kind of... Another gender, gender stereotype that if you're a woman, you have to be, like, the caring, take care of, patient. You know, he does most of the kids' stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm being, I built them and birthed mm-hmm. them. And you grew them. I grew them, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, magic. But he's, like, he's like the mom, and I'm, like, the yeah.
1: dad. <laughs> but everyone assumes it's reversed.
5: Right, but I just go along with it. So does that make me a jerk? Because I don't want to, like, be like, eh well, actually, I'm a shit mom. And, you know, he <laughs> he does lots of the caring of the children. And, you know, I'm there for support. Usually it's the other way. Are you a shit
1: mom? No, I don't no. think you're a shit mom. No. But,
5: like, the way, uh, that's my perception of how they would react if I say, well, actually, you know.
1: Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, like <laughs> so you're I letting down like, yeah, you're right. everyone that cares I'm about gay. gender roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy does a lot of stuff for our children that most of my uh, mom friends would do because that's just how things go. Yeah. But uh, like he usually takes Ella to school in the morning and stuff. It started because we all know I didn't have a driver's license. I now have it and I will take her to school. But thank you. Thank you very much. Um But usually, like, I'll stay with Simon because he's sleeping, and so Tommy will take her. And so, a lot, and Tommy also does all the cooking.
0: Mm -hmm. I do not cook. I choose not to cook. I do not cook. I mean, I don't cook either. Mm -mm. I would say a good response. First of all, these are personal questions. I know about the nature of you and Tommy's parenting habits by virtue of you mentioning it to me, mm. but I would never deign to assume how anyone divides up any tasks. It's really I, no I like a good business, response. If, we do all right. You know, like, I don't want to entertain this. Like, it must be so hard to get home and your husband is a baby. And it's like, he's an adult grown person. He's fine. Yeah. That's so bizarre. I think a lot of times the things that people say to us is a reflection of them versus mm. anything that you did. And so somebody may be envious because they do have a shit baby husband and you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and and other people are perfectly happy doing certain things and leaving it to the other spouse, regardless of whatever gender roles there are. But I would guarantee you most people are probably wishing that they had a boo like you yes when yeah. they say shit like that yeah. you know that think, they're like oh <laughs> must be nice and you're like it fucking rules yeah it's fucking let
1: great let just say as i was like yeah. i can sleep in and he cooks it's fucking awesome yeah. don't talk to me about it i'm like i um, thank god every day morning. for my life i, think, <laughs> Praise I the name, Rouge. i like, think people also like throw that stuff out to see like are they in the same boat i'm in so then you'd be like, I know, doesn't it suck that our children, our husbands are basically our kids, too? And you're like, actually, mine is a grown man, and... He uh, loves this new true crime podcast that he was forced to listen to. <laughs> because we talked about what a great husband he yeah, is. Yeah. This isn't just That's how us. we went over the, the, men,
0: our the <laughs> folks, <laughs> our men. The folks. Our men listeners. The non-listener folks. We just like heap compliments and praise on you. No, I think you're right too is that maybe it's coming from a place of, you'd be like, well, that's it how it is at my house, but is that is that what you have to go home to? Are you okay? Is mm-hmm. everything okay? Turn it around. Mm-hmm. Turn it around on. Because probably ruling. done. Your uh, gender
1: is a social construct, so none of it matters, and nobody uh, can say shit about how you do anything
0: because it's none of their business. Boom. There you go. They didn't make them kids, they didn't cook those babies. Stuffed their comments in their pockets. Who mm-hmm. has a grievance. Any,
1: still. oh, wow. Oh, now so everyone's many, like, so many. This made me think of this. We got like five in the front row now. What do you think? Uh, front row, I saw first. We got it right here.
2: Thank you. Tell
1: Thank you. What's your name Jackie, and pronoun? she, her. Jenny. Jackie. Nice
2: Jackie. To meet you. Jackie. 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 Yes. Did you
0: DM me about pizza?
2: I did. What's up? <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank you welcome. so much. So it pizza. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yes. sweet. Nice.
2: Uh, also, um, I have a one of those wonderful husbands who does all the laundry and the cooking and the cleaning, so I don't have to and I get to sleep in. It's Hell, marvelous. Yes. There
1: you go. Yeah. Lots and, of good and guys and in the house tonight.
2: This was my mother's day gift, so he gets extra points. Oh,
3: praise.
2: So, um. My grievance, actually, Heather, I'm very much like you with uh, scary movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, hate them. Fucking hate them. And so when I was, I don't know, six, my brothers decided it would be awesome to lock me in the basement with them and make me watch it on TV. Oh! Oh, no. So this weekend, we were, uh, we were uh, at a friend's wedding. And this is something that he does, like, kind of regularly. Um, he's a wonderful husband. He, he likes to fuck with me. <laughs> and so we went to Walgreens. Mm-hmm. And it is red nose season at Walgreens. Mm, mm -hmm. So if you can kind of see where we're going with this, he decided it would be hysterical to hide the red nose in my luggage so (gasps) that I would find it. Oh, no. This happens occasionally. That is funny, though. (laughs) That's
0: a good move. That's a funny move.
2: (laughs) So uh, we saw The Grudge, I think, once, and he woke me up in the middle of the night doing that, like, Uh,
0: That's how you get
1: punched in the throat.
2: Okay, so that's my question, right? also funny,
0: but I would have punched you in the throat (laughs) had you done that to me.
2: So my question and my grievance is, who's the asshole here? Oh, I
0: think you have earned the right to prank back. Yeah, you got to fight fire with fire.
1: You got to prank back.
2: But he's a Marine and he's not scared of anything.
1: Well, We're maybe... All scared of something. Yeah, it's, everybody has something. I
2: haven't found it yet. I, maybe I, it's not
1: fear. Maybe it's oh, like... Oh, may,
2: yeah, oh maybe, maybe I'll like leave a positive pregnancy test in the bathroom. There you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> We've
1: been there you together
2: go. for a minute. So Also, we got um, your anniversary, March 19th? Yes. 17 years ago. Oh,
0: um, it's a good lucky a Good day. Lucky day. Good, good day. lucky day. Yeah, wow. Everybody's scared of something, man. It's yep. coming. She'll find it. It might not be like it. a traditional
1: scary... Like monster type thing, but I mean, doesn't you know, it have public to be... speaking.
0: Your own mortality, yeah. yeah. Die someday, we all are. Everyone in here. Snakes. Tommy's scared of spiders. <laughs> also snakes. snakes. <laughs> so I'm what? Snakes on a plane? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Flying?
1: So, People are scared of that. Everybody's scared of something.
0: Yeah, I would say dedicate the remainder of your marriage and lives <laughs> to finding his greatest fear and then exploiting yep. it at the most inopportune, unexpected time. Yeah, but you got to get him back. It's a long con, but it'll pay off in the end. And what month is it? I've also only been married 2 months though, so what do I know? <laughs>
2: Yes, so uh, good I luck. So am an asshole for having punched him in no. the face? You no, you punched him when he if grudged
1: you? If you're woken up, gr- what, grudge style?
2: I, I might have given him a black eye a couple times.
1: Oh, you earned that, buddy.
2: But I, you're woken up in fear. Yeah, you, no. It he could be
1: it.
0: Golden State Killer standing over you or something. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> for months after I, I read that book, I was always just like yeah. right above me. God,
1: No. you can't be doing that. Tommy walks into a room. No, just doing nothing, and I Scream. am like oh, ah, like every time, and he'll just be like, "What do you want for dinner?"
0: Like it's nothing. Yeah. It's not even like trying to scare me. But I turned the wrong way over my shoulder today, like the Three Stooges, and Leanne had gone the other way. And then when I turned, you go, "She's right there." And I went ah, yeah. We're, we're in the very, street.
1: Uh, st- we're easily startled. Yes. If someone, if Tommy woke me up, doing. <laughs> Or like, woo! (laughs) One, we'd be... Sleeping in separate beds for a while until that got straightened out. Also, our kids sleep in the bed with us, so I'd be like, "What are you fucking monster? What are you
0: trying to do?" I love this imaginary Tommy that would never do. He any would of never, that. no, you're he like, would never do this. What the, the fuck is, is wrong
1: with you, imaginary Tommy? Like he would that. never do this in a million years.
0: Never. If he
1: did, and I like, punched him, that is fine. Yeah, I think that's You're, fine. you're, you're well within your right totally. to defend yourself. Totally. Yes. Final ruling. Absolutely. I think you were defending yourself. Absolutely. Now if you're awake and he walks in and you see it coming and you still punch him, this is yeah. That's a little different.
2: different. What if you're blow drying your hair and he sneaks up behind you so you can't hear him? He what? Don't be doing it. What if that. you're blow drying your hair and he sneaks up behind oh, you so you can't hear him? You monster. Right? Right. God Oh wow! It's yeah, good that's
1: good, but also you're a monster. <laughs> uh, there was like three people right over here, right there. Just oh, passing around. I can just passing around. You know, it. I think you got it. You got it, and then well, everyone's so polite because right. you're wow. close to Canada. That's why. It's trickle sorry, down eh? effect. Hmm. <laughs> What's your name and pronouns?
6: Etta, she, her. Hi, Edda. Hi. Um. Okay. So, I started working. Um. Okay, I'm married with three children, right? Uh, like eight, six, and four. The middle child gets Hold lost. it a little
1: closer. Can we here. turn the okay. mic up just a tad? But also just hold it closer to your mouth. Okay. Thank you. Is sorry. No, I, uh, It's hard for me to hear up here. Okay, You sorry. have three children.
6: Yeah, eight, six, and four. Okay. And I started working like a year ago while my husband went back to school. And I decided that I'm making my money now i'm gonna spend it how i want so i'm going on vacations by myself because traveling internationally with three little children frequently can right? yeah i have to worry about what they want to do i have to worry about what my husband wants to do i have to worry about what i want to do it's more stressful than enjoy it's not a vacation
0: right Mm-mm. it's a trip
6: It's a trip. Then you're
0: you're the tour
1: guide and you're the travel agent and everything. Yeah, you're the unwilling travel agent. You've been forced into that role. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
6: So my husband gets upset. He says, why do you get to go on these vacations by yourself? I never got to do that. I said, you never did it because you didn't do it that's your bad you can, oh. do it. you can do it would you let him do it oh absolutely then why didn't he do I've, it i've sent him on vacations before wow begrudgingly like he didn't want to but he did it
1: he didn't want to go on vacation and you were like go on vacation
0: away from your three kids
6: yeah
0: is he okay
6: <laughs> i don't know i don't know
0: i can't imagine that life I mean, I don't have any kids, and I travel great. It's fantastic. <laughs> right. So I wouldn't want to add a bunch. If I had the opportunity to live like what's going on now yeah. mm-hmm. or just have three dependents, I'm okay. I'm good to yeah. go. So, yeah, so where um, were you going to go, or did you go already? She's gone on many. Oh,
6: yeah, I've gone on a few vacations. So. What cool places did you go to? Um, well, I live in Italy part-time, but so traveling there by myself. Um, but Stockholm a couple times. Dang! So. And so he's home with the
1: kids while you're gone. Yeah. When you book these trips, do you say, "Hey, I'd like to do this. Is that okay oh, with absolute, you?" Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so he gives you the permission.
6: Yeah, but then he's just kind of like, "Well, yeah, I hear, you know."
0: we had this last night i don't like uh you can't set a trap for someone yeah if you give someone
1: permission
0: you can't be pissed off when they do it that's what we decided last night yeah when you take the opportunity that he's given you he then i think loses the right to squawk about it later mm-hmm. because you have already said, I'm doing these things. If he there's a fundamental change of circumstances, that's all well and good. Or he can express to you whatever sadness he has or he feels left out. But you can't all of a sudden be like, that's not fair. I'm going to do that. Meh. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We can talk about it. So I think if you have the means and the ability to travel separately there's something to be said for that you're gonna have experiences you can teach your kids about it that's gonna be an amazing thing that you say i went on this trip on myself and show them that it's possible so i think there's also benefits of being a whole person and you know being able to bring that Mm -hmm. back
1: yeah if he said he was cool with it and then he's but he's not really cool with it that's on him for saying he was cool with it there you go what if you uh, got a babysitter for the kids, and you and him went on a trip.
6: Oh, we've definitely all gone on the trips together, too. Yeah, but,
1: but they're not fun. God, <laughs> Is it fun I, if you're I, just with your husband? You just like to go I mean, on trips by yourself. Yeah, I get it.
2: I, <laughs> I get it. They
6: are, they are fun. But he yeah, have you said that
1: like they're not though. He's
6: a Pisces, I'm Aquarius. We have different ideas of fun. He's a what? He's Pisces, I'm Aquarius.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know what y'all's ideas of fun are, but I went like this like I knew. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 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 But in my mind I was like, Aquarius is water, Pisces is fish. They sound like best friends. <laughs> so that's how much I know about the Zodiac. <laughs>
1: um so what's what's your question?
6: Um, am I the monster? Or is it, is
1: it? No, I think if he says that it's okay to go, then he can't be mad. If he really doesn't feel that way, then he should say like, no, I don't want you to go. I think we, you should stay here and hang out with us. But if he says you can go, I don't think you're a monster for going. Go on. Yeah. Book those tickets. Book it. Book it. Book them. Book them, Bayless. <laughs> I think we have time for one more. What did you say? Oh, they said, uh, properly, uh, I heard I had and Well, group. and you, you'd we been waiting, here? too. Okay. We'll do two. We'll, we'll do, do two. two. We'll pass do pass two. it right there, and then we'll come to you next. Jamie's like, I'm walking up here for nothing. Right next. Uh, who had it? Okay. Who's going? Y'all are all so I guess nice. I, I figured out amongst yourselves. We're just here.
7: Well, hello. I'm Gina. Sheer. Hi, Gina. Hi. Nice to meet you in person. Hello. hello. Nice to meet you in person. So I guess my grievance is me against uh, companies and their work compensation and I have a story for that. And so, um, I have a few professions. I'm an audio engineer, I'm a working vocalist, and I'm a yoga instructor. And so, I have recently been going on interviews, like legitimate interviews, like I want to have the job, but then I realize that they're wasting my time based on the amount that they're paying, especially based on my experience. And so, I just start telling companies off, and I'm starting to apply to jobs just to yell at these
2: companies. <laughs> <laughs> How poorly they're! Wait, t- so you're I- applying
7: for
0: jobs so that you can turn them down? Yeah. So, she's very well qualified for several things, is what I'm hearing, and that what happens is you get far enough along in the interview process, they hide the salary from you mm-hmm. until you have spent um, so much time yeah. interviewing with them, and then they come at you with a lowball offer, yep. and they're not willing to budge. Yeah,
7: I actually went on one interview, and it was just a phone interview, and it was, that's what actually started it off, was that I had applied for this job, uh, I think it's in Gross Point. Uh, not that you like know. the movie gross point blank it? Go. Love it.
0: <laughs> go ahead Anyways, it's exactly it's... like that was it for a hitman position <laughs> <laughs> well maybe that was my villain origin who knows
7: <laughs> <laughs> but um but that was the thing they couldn't give me an actual number they're like oh we have a base pay and then you get paid this and i was like well what's the base pay they're like Fifteen to twenty and I'm like, that's not good enough. You don't even know. And then it ended up being ten to twelve dollars. And I was like, and I forgot, we haven't reached the fifteen amount for minimum wage. I was like, that's not even minimum wage. And they're like, actually, it's forty cents more or whatever it actually is. And I'm like, Oh wow, good for you, good star. And basically that's kind of been my journey of like when i would apply to these jobs especially in the fitness industry they're really trying to take advantage of people um when it comes to that like and especially the professions that i'm in if people don't know how to do it um, you so you're applying
1: them. for jobs now just to say...
7: Yeah, to, to, t- t- to model, tell them how they're not basically. paying their workers well. That's and so damn, am like I kind of the asshole here for <laughs> no, going like, and wasting their time? <laughs> you're like Batman. Are these companies that
1: have wasted yours? Are you just randomly selecting companies well, then, that's, to that's, give the middle finger That's the direction that I'm going
7: now. <laughs> I, I'm only wanting to know where people are at. And I like to apply because, I mean, it's a like good experience to continue interviewing, be able to interview. People say that, and but, I
1: always said. But I don't no, know. Now it's fun because it's not know. like I need
7: the job. <laughs> Distilling it down,
0: you want to know, is revenge applicationing okay? You're revenge applying places. These are vengeance applications. If for some reason they came back with a legit offer, would you accept it? Yeah. Good faith.
7: Oh, yeah. Good 100%. faith you would accept yeah, 100%. it. 100%
0: then i see nothing wrong with what you're doing i think you're you're providing a valuable service not everybody has the time to vinge apply at places and you're getting those people are learning a lesson from you and also for other folks who are like man i'd like to apply but i don't know now the person that's putting the job posting up, it's like you should think better of it next yeah, time. Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay, but teaching them a
0: lesson. You're like a superhero. You're like an application <laughs> well, superhero. I figured if I had the privilege, mm-hmm. you're a vigilante why not? because if they were paying a reasonable living wage, and I think you're right. The fitness industry, entertainment industry, a lot of you know anything that's kind of creative or one would think would be a fun, happy job to have. I think they figure, well, a lot of people want to do it, and some people so desperately want to do it that They'll we can take, could take advantage of that. That's what
7: them. makes me upset and mad. See? Yeah.
0: And not everybody has the. The, the chutzpah that you have that's like gotcha guess what <laughs> <laughs> this shit is low paying and so uh, yeah, like I said I think you're a vigilante. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Okay. Because it, I think if you said no in good faith I'm really I really am just wasting these folks time and I really wouldn't take the job. Oh but no, if because they came, they're not
7: the issue then if they're paying think, well. if like, they
0: you know, come back well. with a good offer then you've I mean
1: yeah done and done. Yeah done and get yourself a cape. Get you oh. a cape. You're get a hero. You a yeah. Get you a cape, you're a hero. <laughs> All right. Alright last, last one. one right here. Right in the front here. All right, Jamie is Beautiful. coming over. What a night we've had what so far. What a night we have had. What's Hi. your name?
8: Jordan. Chihi. Hi, she, Jordan. Her. She, her. Um, So, this is on my mom. So, I'm newly engaged. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. And so, this is kind of a 2 parter My mom is calling me a bridezilla to anybody that we talk to. <laughs>
0: Are you one? No. I'm, I'm anti-Bridezilla, but continue.
8: No, I am the most laid-back person. Okay.
0: You seem very
1: laid-back. I mean, you're, thank like, you.
8: kicked back yeah. at this
1: on, on a microphone, yeah. so you seem um, cool. Thank you. You're welcome.
8: And then the second problem I have is she's graciously paying for our honeymoon, but I have to hear her bitch about every single problem mm. that's coming up. And mm-hmm. I've kindly said, like, oh, well, you know, fiancé and I are just, we're, we're happy that we're even just going. It's not a big deal. She just won't fucking shut up. Mm. I so wait, is she planning the honeymoon and paying for it? Or She, she was a travel agent, so oh, to be fair, okay. she knows what she's doing. But I don't want to fucking hear all the problems. So do, am I in the right to tell her to fuck off?
1: Well, I wouldn't say that necessarily. Right, really. right, right, right. But what, like, what does she think you're doing that's Bridezilla-ish? Um,
0: telling her to fuck uh, off. Telling
8: yeah. her. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. no, I, I just, I, my fiance and I are very laid back. We're, we we do not want a huge thing, and we've, uh, my mom and I have butt heads on every single. So she has an idea of, of what
1: your wedding should look like. Your idea is different, and that makes you a bridezilla to her?
8: Yeah. She also had a really shitty wedding uh, herself, so Um, she's projecting a lot. Yeah, she's
1: trying to live vicariously through Mm. you now. Mm.
8: Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm frustrated, and I don't. I
1: would be frustrated as well.
8: And a lot of the men in my life are saying, because it's just my mom and I are the the women, and then it's my brother and my dad. They're like, Jordan, you need to just understand. Mm. You just you need you need to you need to just give her a break. You need to be more sympathetic to her. Everybody needs
1: to throw her a new wedding. Is what it sounds like. (laughs) They
8: need to do their own vow renewal. They need a
1: vow renewal that she can plan and throw and do it the way she wants. Absolutely. And then she can go on a honeymoon that she can also plan. She, is she the type that likes things to be about her? Yes, 100. Yeah, yeah. Everything's
8: about Joan. Everything's about Joan. <laughs> Honestly, I'm guessing
0: Joan doesn't listen to the show. Oh so, no. no. <laughs> I think Joan. I think everything's about Joan is a sitcom I would watch. Yeah, same. <laughs> for yeah, sure. For sure. <laughs> um, and all the wacky antics she gets into. Planning a wedding is hard. Managing people's emotions is one of the harder parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I finally, with the help of having very strong got your back besties like Christy who said this is your wedding you get one chance at it I mean in theory whatever <laughs> hopefully it sticks you can have multiple chance. People you can have have chances but it's dozens. the one one I'm having now with my husband my first husband <laughs> and only I told him already I was like we're going to die together one way or the other um Take that as you will, uh, sure. but I, you know, you, it is a special moment, and respecting that's a special moment. It it's hard to say, assert your boundaries and assert yourself, but the regret, the flip side is, you don't really get the experience that you wanted because you are it's going to, be taken to appease from you. someone else. Yeah. yeah. So, with the, uh, we always are like it's all about communication and just telling your mom, hey, I really appreciate that you're doing this for me. Um, if there's anything that's massive, like the cruise ship we were gonna go on is just like sank or something, let me know. <laughs> Literally anything else, I trust your judgment and I love sandwiching things of like you're such an expert at this that anything you have to tell me, I'm not gonna even be able to help with. So I would love for you to just take that and make it your own and run with it. <laughs> see, maybe it'll work. Yeah. If not, tell her, I've set up a special email address for all the wedding stuff, and then just don't check it. Just never. never email it to it. It's fine. Just have it all go to spam. That's not just, a bad yeah. idea.
1: Second idea, a lope. Also that's Thought about it. Yeah? You, 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 well... I mean, you just have to. Do, I was gonna say you could elope and like get married and not tell them, but then you're still gonna have to do the wedding. Yeah, I'm
8: still gonna have to deal with Joan. Yeah, Joan. you're still gonna deal, you deal with Joan. Ever Everything's John? about Joan. <laughs> I would
1: tell Joan, Joan, I love you, but I'm gonna do things my way. Maybe there's like a couple things that you can acquiesce on to make her feel included, um, but I think you're
8: paying for the wedding. Uh, it, it,
1: grandma grandma's paying well then grandma's grandma, grandma really gets to tell you what grandma's, to do
8: grandma's dead oh <laughs> grandma's what G- grandma passed away oh all okay the money. grandma probably
1: isn't going to tell you what to do unless, unless I know. you get I don't know. really quiet and you ask her to speak to you yeah, yeah um yeah. i think you got to put your foot down about stuff because like heather said this is your day and you only maybe get one i don't know
0: also, don't let anybody call you a bridezilla because I think that that word has been weaponized against women who just want to assert their opinions on mm-hmm. things and saying something as simple as, I actually think the colors should be maroon and gold and not navy and gold. And it's like, you fucking bridezilla telling us what color your napkins are. And it's like, that's literally part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's telling you my opinion. So there, absolutely, we went through a ton of like wedding forums when I was planning it. There are people who have bananas requests that are bridezillas that make people wear cord- coordinated outfits and cut their hair a certain way and all that kind of stuff. You making reasonable choices is not a bridezilla. And maybe share with her some horror stories off of Reddit or something of like, can you believe this bridezilla canceled the wedding in Italy and made everyone go home and then pay for her, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. and be like, aren't you glad I'm not like that? Be like, this could be a lot worse.
1: (laughs) You got a pretty good Joan. Yeah. Yes. And um, also just say... You don't have to plan this honeymoon for us. Mm -mm. Like, I think she sounds like the type of person, correct me if I'm wrong, that constantly wants reassurance to feel needed, but then also um, likes to just bitch a lot. Is that Joan?
8: Nailed it. We've
1: nailed Joan. Also a sitcom (laughs) I would watch. We've nailed Joan, Uh, I agree. I hope that you can talk to her when it's not the heat of the moment, because it'll go better. But just kind of, you know, set some boundaries. And um, if all else fails, elope. Go on a vacation by yourself. And break it to Joan. I don't know. Get get pregnant, and then she'll forget about it. That's usually (laughs) what grandmas do. Uh, But congrats, and good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you all so much for coming tonight. Thank you. You have been an amazing, amazing audience. Um, if you're VIP, stick around. They're going to tell you what to do. If not, and this is the end of your night, have a wonderful evening. We've had so much fun. So Thank fun. you so much to the Majestic. Thank you. They've been so good to us, so please be good to them. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep
0: it creepy. Thank you guys so much.
1: You've been great. <laughs> Thank you. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show.
0: As a thank you, you'll get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Ruling the Airwaves and Getting Into It tier, a special shout-out on the show a monthly bonus mini this past month was an update on the Murdoch murders out of South Carolina, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, including videos of us at the Ohio State Reformatory, there's a video of us at the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse in Toronto, we also do audio bonuses like Am I the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, True Crime Headlines, and more. And patrons in the Getting Into It tier are also able to vote on a bonus content segment each month that they would like to see us perform on live stream.
1: They can also vote on a main feed episode, and this past month they did the Fresno Nightcrawlers, which was very fun to learn about. (laughs) Super fun. (laughs) You also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions.
0: For patrons not in the U.S., you have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and
1: specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out.
0: So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. And if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click shop in the top banner.
1: The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. You can also share any episode by clicking the three dots in the top right corner and share topic-based playlists from Spotify by visiting SinisterHood.com slash playlist. All of this means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure.
0: You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod, and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We're also on TikTok and YouTube. Christy, where are you at on the computer?
1: I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and I am on Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO.
0: Heather? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the World and on TikTok and Instagram at Heather versus the World.
1: As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy.
0: Thanks so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Ellie. Dana Odom. Lee Claire Baker. Alexa Christie. Emma Watson.
1: Gosh. The? We don't know. We could find out.
0: This Emma Watson, we love you because you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. No matter if you
1: are Hermione Emma Watson or non-Hermione Emma Watson, we love you the same. Also, we love Holly Orr. Maram Boutwell, Jillian,
0: Kelly Nosen, Claudia Rivera, Emily, Ashana A., Blake Contreras, Katie O'Brien, Emily Stroud, Issa, Patricia and Megan Stenfield, Andy Avery, LaLani Maniz,
1: Mary Ann, Chris, Jennifer Morrow, Jocelyn Miles, Jamie Settle,
0: Heather Peterson, Brandi Soto, Ellen Malminger, Brighton Charles, Leanne Clark, Brittany Bloom, Amanda. Ashley Wingert.
1: Paige. Lauren Ashley Bailey.
0: Maddie B. Rebecca. Francesca Corendi. Nathan Jacquez. Christina Buchman. And Anna
1: Lonergan. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We hope we pronounced your names correctly. We sincerely appreciate all your love and support. We couldn't do this without you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Ha ha.
5: Sinister.